0: What's up, everybody? This is Antrell Roll, and you're now listening to Lemon City Live. Check it out.
1: What's up? Fresh is our turn, baby. Oh,
2: no!
3: I'm you? Stop in a bit. Welcome. Uh oh. Uh-oh. That was an aggressive approach. Was, uh, <laughs> geez, I'm going to come at it in 11. But I'm going to go to 15 real quick. <laughs> Welcome God. to the Lemon City Live Podcast. I felt like I
4: died to win to heaven, and St. Peter was greeting me at the pearly gates.
3: Somebody had too much
4: pre workout. There you go. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. This is the Lemon City Live Podcast. This is episode one. 31. 131. 131 episodes. CD, you're already, you're the at veteran. like a thir- I'm close to, you're in your 20s already with us now. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. He's a veteran, bro. Oh no, yeah. 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 He's, he's got his picture up on all the social media now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's on the banners. Officially, renegoti- fuck. I need to renegotiate my contract. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about that later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, we're here. Join once again the beautiful voices you hear around me is the one and only uh, producer Fungus extending his streak here to 131 games straight. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> The Iron Man. That's so the Iron Man. A little Man. distracted. Yeah, <laughs> and back from the back from the DL and a uh, back from a trip from uh, injury reserved last week, and you know, little logistical uh, issues the week before that. We are welcome back by the one and only Tanar Davis. Thank you for having me. <laughs> <us that, Davis. laughs> <laughs> well, wrong. Uh, wrong wrong button there. My bad. Okay, uh, but good. it worked though. It worked. Um, right. <laughs> so we're happy to have TD back. I kept his seat warm while we were gone, while he was gone, and um. No, oh, no, 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 no! You did it. That's Cindy, the intern there, trying to chime in here. <laughs> you no, you weren't sitting in his seat, so don't give me the finger. Yeah, you uh, don't want it because it had a certain smell to it. So yeah. <laughs> it <was here. laughs> a big thank you to uh, Achilles uh, for filling in the last couple of weeks here for him. Thanks, but, Achilles. But now, uh, what? Well, who are you? Oh, I'm the one and only, the great Putinho. Fresh. Fresh, Larry Fresh, aka Edwin, aka I don't know, whatever works.
1: It yeah, works. It give, works. Give, give yeah. you a new name, a little, the, the silverback. You got a little gray. Oh, going silver up, fox. You oh, got a little man. gray going up there. <laughs> he, called
4: the a, sil- he called you a silverback, <laughs> though. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> they really looking ass, motherfucker! Like <laughs> <laughs> I hate you guys. Uh, anyway, we got a great episode lined up for you guys today. We have a couple of great guests on today. We got Jessica Blaylock from Fox Sports, That's covers right. the Panthers and the Marlins. You may have seen her on the TV broadcast. Quite the, uh, quite the famous person that we get, you know. Yeah, yeah man. She's She's cool. Local celebrity. She's local cool. celebrity. So yeah. we're excited to have her join us a little later. Um, and as well, and last week we we told you about the uh, technical difficulties we had with the one Eric <laughs> Henry and in the uh, interview we had with him last week. But this week we got him. It's good. So tune in for that as well. He's gonna be talking a little hurricanes football and a little FIU football. Mm-hmm. Um, but first things first. And some FAU football as well. And some FAU football. First things first, I'm the illest. Is that how it goes? I don't know. Is that it's what you on, were singing?
1: Uh nah, First thing first, I'm pop freak all the honeys.
3: Oh yeah. yeah oh yeah. okay. That's right. Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah big notorious BIG. I freak the. The honeys. Notorious <laughs> Big.
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey, where uh? Iggy Azalea. Yeah. Hey, so. She's awesome. So I was um She's I was listening to a little right hip hop at at work. Right, I've been I've been vibing to ninety two point seven, which is you know that, great. That, hey, ninety two point seven. Shout out. Shout out. Um, I, I've been loving it. But they played somebody that I feel like we've never mentioned on the show. Whenever we talk hip-hop and whenever we've done this, when we had Mellow Man Ace on the show la- a couple, a few weeks ago, uh-huh. um, there's a hip-hop artist that we constantly overlook that I think is kind of a big deal, bro. Pitbull. Ooh. Better than Pitbull. Oh. <laughs> <Like> <laughs> then he goes Pitbull first. What's up with Big Pun, bro? We never give Big oh, Pun big any bun, love, bro. bro. I was big li- Pun is amazing. Bro. I was listening to... um to to his stuff today because they were playing it on in the morning I was like yo I haven't listened to some good big pun in a while yeah and I started jamming to it at work I was like shit like Dude is like, yeah. He had he had flows. Oh, of yeah, course, man. like back yeah. then. He
1: was he was uh, he was ranked among like Biggie. He was in that exactly. Yeah. So yeah.
3: is he is he gotta be like the best uh, Hispanic uh, MC?
1: Oh, m- Hispanic. that's yeah. that's a good argument. I can
3: I
4: can say that. Yeah. I would say so. You think yeah. so? Yeah. Man. As far
3: yeah. as like l- lyrical putting together the rhyme structure flow everything yeah. like that, the dude was yeah, like off the, to-
4: off the top of my head. I can't think of another MC better than Big Pun. Like another Hispanic MC better than Big Pun. Yeah. You know. What's so your favorite Big Pun song? My favorite big pun song is uh, "Deep Cover," the one that uses yeah, the yeah. "Deep Cover" mm-hmm. yeah, with Fat Joe, uh, just because of this one line where he says, uh, "Leave him dead in the middle, a little, literally, little did he know something did." Yeah, oh, oh middle middle diddy-ly. Diddy-ly. yeah, yeah. That I shit was
3: so sick. First time I heard it. No, I God yeah, I, I feel like that's a that's a solid one there. Yeah, but you know what? When I like I like it from the from the it's so hard. I like that one, yeah. yeah. You can catch me <laughs> in the cherry red yeah. one. I love how that song starts, man, classic, and like the man. beat of it is so cool. Yeah. And um. And then don't want to be a player. Yeah. Don't want to be a player. Yeah. I like the the uh, I'm not a player. I just fuck a lot version. Yeah. The, okay. there's because the on, on that a album.
1: Yeah, but it, they changed the crush a lot to make no, radio. No, no, no. Well,
3: if you uh, if you ever listened to the the Big Pun's debut CD, he had I'm not a player, and then there was another song on that on that album. Where he, uh, it's a, it's a whole nother song, it doesn't have mm-hmm. Joe or what is it? Yeah, it was yeah, Joe, Joe. Joe was singing the, the hook, uh-huh. it doesn't have that. And, um, man, it, I gotta, I gotta look it up here, but it, I forget the name of the song, but it was a, uh, that one had the chorus that I'm not a player, I just fuck a lot. And then it had a, I think it had a hook by like Barry White or something, it was really, it was oh, a yeah? real weird song, it never got a, a release on the radio. So, if you, and this is back in the day before streaming, so. The only way you heard that song is if you had the album, you know what I mean? Yeah. That jam was like, that jam was a shit, man, back in the day. I really, really enjoyed that one. Or oh, if you had LimeWire. LimeWire. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. well, have you
4: seen that meme that's going around? Yeah, man. With uh, the grandfather from The Simpsons <laughs> and a little bunch of little kids around him. <laughs> <laughs> when someone asks you what LimeWire is. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this is funny, Get around, kids. Somebody said LimeWire was the
1: AIDS for your computer. Like, once <laughs> you put much. it on your computer, it, yeah. it's going to die. Yep. That was so Na- good. Napster though. before that, too. Napster hey, was pretty who, bad. Dude, some young guy owned Napster, yeah. I forgot his name. He was pretty. Justin cool. Timberlake. No, it was another guy. He was pretty. <laughs> like, our. It, he sold it for a couple hundred million dollars. I remember that. Yeah, yeah man. I forgot, I forgot
4: his name. Justin Timberlake played him in a movie, though. That's why I said that. Okay. But yeah. uh, I, oh. I, I forget his name. Are, are you looking it up, Edwin? I'm trying to find the. Is this the song? It was I'm still poker. looking for that song. The Big Pun song? Yeah. The one with. uh Oh, the. I don't know. The one with the. I'm not a player, I just fuck a lot? Yeah. Okay,
3: I think it was called I'm Not a Player, and then the song that was on the radio that everybody knows that I'm Not a still Player, not person, it's player. still not a player. Yeah. So those were the two different ones. I'm Not a Player and Still Not a Player. Okay. But if you get a chance when you're driving home tonight, pop in the, your little streamer, go yep. back and listen to it. That song is the champ, dude. It's awesome. Yep. Uh, but anyway, that whole also, album was The dope. one with the flute. I forget what it's called. I have it on my phone. Let me look it up. Okay. The <laughs> one with the flute. You know what
4: I'm talking about? The one that's like pro being Hispanic. Oh, man. You
3: know with the 100%? About? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that one, that's it. I'll tell you, man. Big Pun had some bangers, dude. Yeah, dude. And then he had uh, cameos on a lot of other cool songs, like the Beat Nuts off the books. That yeah, was like bro, you know when he comes nuts. out with that, it was really good. Um, he had a remember Noriega before Noriega got real reggaeton that he was uh-huh. like a hip hop artist first. Yeah. You know, whoa, whoa, what, 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 what? That's what? my favorite song. Right? Yeah. You know what I'm that's saying? my favorite song. Yeah. Yeah. What, what, what? Yeah, yeah. Capone um, and Noriega. CNA. Yeah, now, yeah. now we. I'm glad you brought it up because
1: Capone too. Yeah. Now they was it was popping though. Yeah, and they, they was Latin, but he always referred himself as a uh, Iraq, an uh, Iraq guy, uh, uh Desert Noriega. Storm? Yeah, Noriega. Right. Like he was always saying, "I'm from Iraq" and whatever and his oh, yeah, yeah. lyrics. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I
3: remember all that weird stuff,
4: yeah. all that Desert Storm stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm telling you, he had a—it's so hard. That's yeah. the one you're talking about, and 100%. Um, but yeah, he, he had so many good songs. But anyway, I was listening to it today, and I was like, man, we nobody ever talks about the guy. You know, I know he had a small sample yeah. size. He had uh, a couple albums. I was just talking
4: uh, randomly at a bar. Some guy, I overheard these two people talking about hip hop. So, of course, I interjected myself. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, they were, we were talking about Big Pun for a little bit. So. Really? Yeah. I
3: feel like he gets overlooked a lot. I mean, he That's had a very short career. But he, did he, though? You like, he yeah, had, he had what, two bit. albums?
4: I don't know how many albums.
3: but it Yeah, wasn't, he had two albums. Yeah, Baby and yeah. Capital Punishment. Yeah. And Biggie only had two albums while he was alive, too while he was alive yeah yeah but he had uh you well know he made a lot of songs he just didn't uh yeah. put them together was it born? what is it born to die and ready to, uh, ready to die ready to die and, and, life, and, after and, and death. life after death yeah and life after death came out right when he died too so yeah i mean yeah i you had that that whole thing but i, I feel like he gets a little overlooked but anyway it was nice to to listen a to big pun um All it was right. good now what is uh what was not nice gus uh-huh. gus and i experienced the ctd you weren't here um You've been following baseball kind of vicariously through us a little bit here, but I don't know if you were oh. <laughs> what you did on Friday night. Because Gus and I decided to spend our Friday night watching a World Series game that started at 8 o'clock. We saw two World Series we games saw that night. Two <laughs> games in one night. Yeah, dude. I watched it in a locker room. Holy sh-Nikes, dude. It dude. started at 8 o'clock and oh. it was 3:30 in the morning. Well, it was 3:26 when I called it. Yeah. When I said, I texted Gus and I was like, Max Muncie's going to end this shit right now. I'm calling it. And at 3:30, hits the walk-off home run to win it. I mean, it, granted, it was like the second or third attempt I did at calling the game. Yeah. What time was it when still, you said El Puig was gonna end the game? It doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, it's it, the point is, it I, I, you made the call and I got it through. Um, but that was man, cool, though, man. Dude, it's such it was, a,
1: it was great for baseball to have that, yo.
3: It was, and we talked about this uh, the last few weeks leading into the while well, we were going through the playoffs and we we're you know deciding what kind of World Series we wanted. We wanted to see the big markets, Boston, LA. We wanted to see yep. that. Wanted to see the, uh, the rivalry really just, you know, get into it. But I'm going to say one thing now. You know, I was, I'm a Dodger fan, and I was going for the Dodgers. I was pulling for them. And um, I'll say one thing about this Red Sox team, and I hate saying this because I'm a Yankee fan as well, you know. It sounds weird, but, well, um, yeah. Boston is really good. Like, they're, no, no bullshit. They, they, I'm not going to sit here and pretend. Like, the first couple of games when the Dodgers lost, those first two games in, uh, in Boston, you can make the argument that, like, oh, they kind of let it get away. They Maybe they didn't really uh, – Boston didn't win the game. Los Angeles lost the game. But here's the crazy thing, man. And, and this is why I feel so like Boston was just, unfortunately, much better. Not just a little better, much better, which is the guy who's probably going to win the MVP in baseball this year in the American League plays for Boston, Mookie, Mookie Betts. Mookie Betts. Had a great season and everything. He didn't get his first hit of the World Series till that last game six. Yep. You know what I mean? Or what is it game, game five, five? I'm sorry. So he didn't even have a hit till then, and yet they still dominated in every aspect of the game. It was always, I mean, Dodgers had the lead a couple of times in these games, yeah. and then they they blew it. Kenley Jansen apparently just forgot how to be a closer. in Two back-to-back games gives up eighth inning, um, game time home runs, and it's just you can't have that. That's that's for starters. That's your closer. He's supposed to be dominant, but aside from that though it's just boston you just couldn't put on and he w- these are guys that nobody wanted the guy who yeah. won the M- mvp is the guy who who they were giving him away they paid boston to take him from toronto midseason um mitch Moreland, this yeah. guy was, wa- was He's he, a journeyman. he had so- journeyman, yeah he bro. played he played over it t- i remember him with the rangers yeah. um you have guys like this on this squad that you're just like who who like what you know, that you don't have the – this isn't L.A. This isn't the Dodgers. It's got Manny Machado, you know. You got a guy like Justin Turner. You don't got these guys, Matt Kemp. You don't have these big-name dudes everywhere across the field. It's just you got Nathan Uvalde pitching 100 pitches in that yeah. 18 innings, you know. That was crazy. And that guy, that guy was a Marlin a few years ago, you know. We traded him for – you remember who they traded him for?
4: I don't know. Tube Sox? <laughs> no, 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 <laughs>
3: Who did we give up to get Uvalde? I think he was uh, – we gave up uh, – he was part of the Hanley deal. When, oh, yeah? we g- when we sent off Hanley to Boston, I believe. Oh, all right. So, it's you know, it's one of those things where we're just like, dang, yo, like it, it just. I was impressed. I, I hate to say it because I, I don't like Boston. I think their fans are obnoxious <laughs> and they're all you know, Boston. Yeah.
4: Ah, you know. So Boston uh, traded away Ivaldi and then they ended up getting him back. I believe so. Yeah, wow. I believe
3: that's the the trajectory of him. And he made a pit stop, you know, obviously here, and then he, he I think he was with the Dodgers and then the Yankees before the before the Red Sox. Wow. But you know.
1: A lot of the commentators said they're probably the the second best team in major baseball history next to the, I think it was the 98 uh, 98 Yankees.
3: Yeah, 98 Yankees were dope. But but here's the thing. The other thing, they only lost three games this playoff series, the Mm -hmm. whole playoffs. They lost three games. They lost one game on the road, which was that 18-inning game. That was the only game they lost on the road. That's nuts. They beat what I thought. Going into the playoffs was the best team in baseball. The Astros, they beat them in five games. You know what last, I mean? Last year's World Series. Champions. Last year's World Series champs, who I felt they got better this season. Mm-hmm. You know, they added pieces. Uh, well, they cheated a little bit. They cheated a little <laughs> bit. But who is it that said that um, if you're not cheating, if you ain't
4: cheating, you ain't trying?
3: That was me. 20, 20 <laughs> 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 but no, anyway, and, and going back, like the Astros, I felt were the most complete team. I thought Boston. Was a great regular season team. They had the most wins and everything, uh, well deservedly. Yeah. But you look at David Price. He's a horrible record as a starter going into the uh, going into these playoffs yeah. as a playoff uh, pitcher. What was he 0 and 8 or something? He was. he was like 0 and 9 and with in 10 appearances and an ERA of like five something. And then you saw it that game that we watched against the Yankees, where they they tagged him for like five runs. Yeah. Right off the bat, he didn't even make it out of the first couple innings. Uh, so yeah, it was it was a struggle to watch. Like I, I wasn't expecting that from Boston, but it's it man, it's it's
4: a testament to um to Alex Cora, yeah, ball how how he, UM guy, how he stuck with U M guy, bro, stuck with him.
3: Yeah, U M guy. Yeah, um he wins the championship last year mm-hmm. as the assistant coach and uh, bench coach for whatever it was for uh, Houston, and now yeah. this year he's the uh, first Puerto Rican coach ever to win the World Series. Yeah, so props to them. Second ever Hispanic guy. Second ever Hispanic. You know, shout out to big Pond. Yeah. Shout out to Big Pun, <laughs> uh, and 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 it's just it was it was it was it was a fun World Series though. It really was. I enjoyed yeah. it. I it's not the outcome that I wanted, and not the duration that I wanted. I wanted it to be a little longer. Yeah, but it is what it is. It was enjoyable. Um, but did you watch any of it? Yeah, I watched it. I watched that game when it went to three a.m. But I actually watched it to
1: twelve, and I left the locker room. Okay, and I knew, I knew L.A. was gonna win. I just didn't know how. So when I went to bed and woke up in the morning, I was like, "Oh, I figured that was gonna happen." <laughs> it, w- it was a great series. I couldn't really dive into it because of
4: you know I'm so focused on highlight and I wanted to get to bed early. Uh, you know why I knew LA was gonna win? Mm-hmm. Why? Because w- however late it was in LA, it was three hours later for those Boston. Boston guys, <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know that's true. That is so true. So that game finished at three a.m. for them. Mm-hmm.
3: And after the and after that game too, you figured they used all their pitchers for Boston. You figured, okay. This is a bad recipe for them. What do they do? They come back the next game, and David they Price win. pitches a, cr- a ridiculous game. Like yeah. So it's, um, it's, it sucks, you know. But <laughs> anyway, oh, I f- man, my apologies. Forgot. This is the Lemon City Live podcast. This is episode 131. Okay. And we must say our thanks here to Magic City High Life and the Magic City Casino. Live the high life. The fastest game in the world has come to the Magic City, where they showcase the best features of the sport combined with state-of-the-art court and talents of our very own homegrown athletes and highlight experience like never before, like our boy T.D. over here, That's right. who's slipped up a little bit, but we got faith in you, boy. We got faith, Appreciate man. Come here, come here, man. Fist Appreciate me, bro. It. It <laughs> I know we, we, we got faith in our sure, homie man. right here. I already told you, bro. I already told you. You were
4: the first one to make it, to, uh, to uh, step up a notch. Yeah. Everybody caught up. Now, now you're gonna be the first one to take it to take the next level. Next level and you're gonna after. finish strong. Yeah, remember gonna uh,
3: that. and remember, uh, you can catch the highlight action over at Magic City Casino every Wednesday to Sunday at starting at three p.m. and then again at seven p.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, admission is free, all ages welcome, but you must be eighteen and older to wager and uh, wage responsibly. I feel like that's what should go after that. Is that? Wage is? Yeah, yeah, that's that's a nice send off to because somebody <laughs> might go in there and spend a thousand dollars. Yeah, don't go nuts. <laughs> go in there, and enjoy the game. Spend it's a good your rent time. Money, but um. <laughs> But you wanna talk a little bit, you wanna vent that little yeah, you know, frustration here
1: here? We're going to the, the the fourth quarter of the season okay. and I had a twenty fourth quarter, right. yeah. The the fours, LB fours LB fours. And I had four a twenty four. game lead on uh one of my opponents named Anderluck, and he's playing very well. I give credit to him. He's 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 going out executing his throws, he's finishing, and uh he's staying competitive. So You know, all of this is just uh, either it could be a testimony of how the season can end for me on a good part, or I could just blown it and use it for a few going into next year. But either way, it's been a fun season. I'm enjoying it. Uh, The guys are working hard. The guys are playing hard. And uh, the organization itself at Magic City has been nothing but a blessing to us.
3: Yeah, And uh, to us as well. Thank you very much. But we got faith in you, homie. We know you're going to kill it. Uh, We'll be out there watching. Oh, guys, also, hello. Halloween. This is the Halloween episode. 131, yeah. that's crazy, yeah. Well, oh, yeah, look at that, 31, Ooh. on the 31st. Ooh. 13 and 31. At look at end. that, look at that. Ooh. That's spooky. Gus, can you do a little a remix to the intro with uh, some spooky... <laughs> I don't know what that was, Damn. but it scared the hell out of me. We have a witch. We got a witch in, in the studio. Or either um, <laughs> a crazy old lady. We got a witch in the studio over here. Cindy the witch turn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh But yeah, this is the Halloween episode. Um... By the time everybody listens to this, it'll be Halloween. Are you, yeah. uh, you guys, doing anything for? And what, you, what is your your son dressing up as? Uh, he's gonna be some green
1: blob looking thing, like he's gonna be all bubbly and fat. Okay. He's gonna be a green
3: outfit. We couldn't get him all Toxic right. Rick, Oh, but so I see. that's what he uh-huh. wanted to be. I saw, I was at the Halloween store, mm-hmm. and I was like, all right, I need a costume, and I was looking for something for my for the day job. And they had a, a Rick and Morty costume, but they had the Rick. And I was like, yo, I got the pants already. And it's, like, supposed to be the lab coat with the shirt. Uh-huh. And then it's a mask that you put on. But it's, like, one of those old school masks that you just kind of cover the front. Your head, yeah. But it looks cool because it's him, like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I could just be like, I'm Rick, bitch. And just start flicking like everybody off. Um, and I wanted to. And I, tr- I, was, I, was, I was like, yeah, I'm going to buy this. But then I tried it on. And it actually fit. But, man, these costumes are, like, cheaply made, bro. Yeah, it's only for one day. But it's it's <laughs> that's <laughs> the worst expect? part. That's the worst part. I feel like <laughs> if it's only for one day, then sell it like at a price that's you don't feel bad disposing of money if you're only gonna wear it one day. Mm-hmm. I was like, did they want forty bucks for this thing? And I'm like, man, like this is like super cheap. Like, and it, and here's the thing. Here's what I realized this Halloween season that maybe I hadn't thought about much in the last few years in Halloween. Um, if you, I hear some noises here. Um, if uh, <laughs> I think this place is haunted. Um, <laughs> oh man and uh if you want to do halloween and you want to do costume you gotta like start building it yourself like with plenty of time in advance if you're yeah. the week of halloween you're at one of these halloween studios like late. i was yeah. you're too late you you gotta settle for low-end stuff you know and if you want if you're somebody who enjoys dressing up you gotta give yourself time and if i had time i would have bought the cool mask i would have bought the uh you know an actual lab coat and i have the shirt that matches it and everything so it would have been cool but know, yeah, unfortunately <laughs> It yeah, it wasn't fun.
1: You know how uh, stores and stuff are preparing for Thanksgiving, like yeah. in the middle of October. That's true. Yeah, that's the same thing you got to do as a Halloween costume. You got to prepare for like September fifteenth. Yeah, knowing that, all right, I got to have the best costume ever. Yeah. Y'all guys remember what I was w- for Halloween, like in two thousand eight. So I, I yeah. it, we know you, it, won, took, you still won. You still yeah, won. it took me. It took me f- literally five minutes to make that costume. So. <laughs> Well, yeah, uh, my son's going to be some green little blob thing. So. What about you? You That's guys dress cool. up? Or? Uh, I'm
3: going to be a highlight player. Oh, nice. Hey, wait, do you guys get to wear, like, some highlight swag, Halloween oh, swag tomorrow? I should be a highlight player. You should, dude. You the, got the SESTA. I sister. have the sister, And I yeah.
1: just wear a bicycle helmet or something. Yeah, and just, and, <laughs> and just run around throwing a, uh, a tennis ball yeah, against a wall, like, and, and fall on the ground and, and throw, like, a rebote or some shit like nice, that. dude. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm actually, oh, I, I wanted to dress up for work, like do something, but then the pickle rig outfit came didn't come through. So then I, you know, I, I said, you know what, I'm going to do something a little, I'm going to go with the subtle little touch of Halloween, but to a regular everyday look. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go dress up like normal work day, but I got these cool little horns that look like they're growing out of my head. Mm-hmm. It's oh, like scary. actual, like that latex makeup stuff. It's, uh-huh. uh, it, so it's supposed to look like it's legit popping out of my head and there's going to yeah. be some blood. So I'm just going to show up to
1: work hey, with horns tomorrow. If I was you to be honest with you, i I'll come that's Bin Laden?
3: On it. Wait, come on, bro. Right. Right. You, got the, you got the beard already? Yeah, just put a man. turban? But you, in this I mean, you're, not, you're not watching the news, bro? Like, things are bad outside, man. The last thing I want yeah. is someone to mistake <laughs> me for something, Just start screaming at your job. La, la. <laughs> you, know, you don't want any of that stuff, man. I got to stay away from that. But uh, with baseball season now over, I'd like to. Uh, I think this is the appropriate time to bring in an expert on the Marlins and also on. Florida Panthers. How about you? Seems like a good time. Yeah, yeah. man. All right, let's do it. Let's bring on Jessica. Uh Jessica Blaylock from Fox Sports and uh and let's talk a little baseball and let's talk a little hockey. i about a little puck talk, right, Gus? Puck talk. Let's give give it card. to me. <laughs> All
4: right, everybody, we're joined by Jessica Blaylock. How you doing, Jessica? I'm great. How are you guys?
3: Very, very good. All right, we're good. good. Here we go. <laughs> hey, hi Jessica.
4: Hey. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, yeah, we brought Jessica on so we could talk some Marlins and Panthers, right? They've, been bi- they've both been in the news lately a little bit. So yeah, let's get to it. actually. Uh, Edwin, tell everybody where people can follow Jessica.
3: Well, be sure to follow Jessica at Twitter at Jess Blaylock. That's J E S S Blaylock. Yeah, and I believe it says here your Instagram is at Jess L Blaylock. Yes, there that is go. correct. All right. All right. Make sure I didn't mess <laughs> got that it. One up. I got that we wrong got last it. week. <laughs> <laughs> So, all right, Jessica, well, well, thanks again for joining us. We've been, um, we've had the pleasure of covering the Panthers now since about last season. We, uh, we started doing mostly towards the second half of the season was when we came on board and, uh. When really started getting our hands wet with the. When w-
4: their winning uh, started. When the winning started, started yeah. We're yeah.
3: strictly responsible for all the winning last season in yep. the second half. Nice. Yeah, we were the good luck okay, charm. Okay,
5: so we have you guys to <laughs> thank for that second half last year. Awesome. <laughs>
4: exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. We <laughs> thought it would carry over to this season, but uh, I it's, don't know. It's don't been know a rough start.
3: <laughs> it's been a rough start. We yeah. called it the year of the lemon. That was yep. our, it was working last season. But um, it's, and it, it, what seems to be happening, what happened last season, which is the bad start, leaving points um you know on the ice and not not fin- not finishing and capitalizing on these opp- opportunities with the rough start last season has it looks like it's continuing this season i mean these these games are, they're scoring goals they're just giving up late leads giving up these goals right it's been how, how has it been for you as you know seeing this team and and going through last season and seeing how this season has started up for you
5: yeah and well i think that's kind of the frustrating thing about it because talking to a lot of these guys before the start of The season the one thing that everyone agreed on was you have to start fast you can't have a similar start to last season where you struggled out of the gate and then the second half of the year not only did you have to play really well and win a vast majority of your games but you had to rely on what other teams did as far as your playoff hopes were concerned you know the Panthers were scoreboard watching when it came to the Columbus blue jackets, when it came to the devils, when it came to the Philadelphia flyers. So they kind of got themselves into a position where it wasn't just about what they were doing. It was about what other teams were doing as far as whether they had a chance to make it to the playoffs or not. And obviously a heartbreaking end to the season in the sense that they didn't miss the playoffs by one point by just one point. So, you know, all of these guys were thinking about that during the offseason and couldn't wait to get to camp. Couldn't wait to kind of redeem themselves at the start of this year. And then obviously it's been kind of another rough start in the month of October. The month of October has just not been a good month for the Florida Panthers. So not the start that this team obviously would have wanted. And you know, you talk to guys and you can't really quite put your finger on what the exact issue is as to why second periods in particular have been such a struggle for this team. You know, they come out of the gate, guns blazing, great first period. They've taken the lead first, you know, in so many of their games. And then the second period comes and for some reason they kind of fall apart a little bit defensively. Maybe goaltending takes a little bit of a dive. They, you know, commit penalties, they kind of shoot themselves in the foot by going to the box, giving teams, um, you know, power play opportunities, um, not being able to capitalize on their power play opportunities, whatever it may be, for some reason, the second period is just such a struggle for the Panthers. Um, And so I think the biggest thing for them, they're just still trying to figure out how to play a full three periods, you know, a full 60 minutes Start to finish, no drop-offs, and that seems to be the biggest thing for them. And then, of course, special teams, like I mentioned, you know, either giving up goals on uh, while they're on the penalty kill or not being able to capitalize on their power play opportunities. I remember talking to Aaron Eflat at the start of the season and asking him about special teams in particular, and he made a great comparison. He said special teams in the NHL are very similar to a kicker in the nfl you know those couple nobody nobody likes them well (laughs) no no just in the sense of you know you look at an nfl kicker and they really can determine the outcome of a couple of games whether it's extra points whether it's field goals and those couple of games can make the difference as to whether or not you get to the postseason so just like those kicks in in Football are critical. Mm-hmm. Special teams yeah. in the NHL are critical so to are, success.
4: Are you saying that the Panthers are the Cleveland Browns? Is that what you're telling us right now? No, no not no, at all. No, no they'll no. no. no, start <laughs> on the Cleveland
2: any.
4: Browns, count.
5: Although, <laughs> hey, Cleveland finally won a game. Although I did last, you know, Cleveland's opening game of the season, what was it against Pittsburgh? Yeah.
1: Where oh, Cleveland's
5: yeah. the only team that didn't lose a game, but didn't manage to win the game either. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. It's, it's unbelievable.
1: That's typical Cleveland.
5: Yeah, but but with the Panthers, I really do think this team is way too talented and way too stacked yeah. to continue to struggle for too long. I mean, if you look at the players they have on their roster: Alexander Barkov, the Vincent Trocheck, the Jonathan Huberdeau's. You know, you can keep going mm-hmm. on and on down the list. Evgeny Dadanov was an unbelievable pickup for the Panthers. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, a, so
5: I just think they're one. too talented to keep <laughs> struggling for for too much longer.
3: Yeah, and it, it I I feel your 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 pain and frustration there because we've even though we didn't cover the Panthers the years before um last season, I I remember going to the playoff game just a couple seasons ago or or three seasons removed now and being there and and seeing and it's pretty much the same core of players, the yeah. same right. this and it's it's exactly what you'd want in any sports franchise. You want young, talented guys that you can build around. And Mm -hmm. they've been doing that. And I feel like the only change from, I mean, the only major change as far as the team goes is personnel wise from that team that made the playoffs was that you had a veteran leader like Yager who was on that team. I don't know what kind of, you know, special spooky monkey he was putting on the team there that made (laughs) him, uh, you know, uh, turn the corner. But it feels like we, we, we hit. Uh, a pinnacle there and it's just I don't know if the rest of the league got better or we're just not playing the potential but it's kind of frustrating as a fan seeing that talent and the roster that we have and that we haven't really lost anybody you know we've been able to keep that same nucleus and that part there as a fan I I, I see the frustration that's what we you know what people tell us the most
5: well I think there's a couple of things that are different you know when you look at Yager he was playing alongside Alexander Barkov and Jonathan Huberto and for some reason the three of them were just magical together yep. it made it made i think yager almost feel like a young guy again playing with the speed and the talent of those two guys and it made those two young guys that much better playing with a veteran like yags so that line was just unbelievable yeah i thought I it
3: think was like also, 1990 all over again he was feeling <laughs> rejuvenated
5: <laughs> and i think also you know you look at As far as defensively, you had a veteran defenseman like a Brian Campbell, and you had a guy out there like a Sean Thornton who may not necessarily have generated a lot of points, but you knew when Thornton was on the ice, you don't mess with any of the Florida Panthers because Thornton would drop the gloves in a second and (laughs) bring that physicality and that toughness. And, you know, I don't know that the Panthers necessarily have that guy right now. That's going to do something like that. That's I think um, Alexander Petrovich is, yeah. is kind of stepping up and, and trying to become that but he's not quite there yet. And you see some guys get feisty, you know, Mike Matheson, um, Eckblatt, you'll see a couple of guys get feisty on the ice, but I don't know if you have kind of that, that tough enforcer type guy any longer that you know you can't get away with anything because this guy is going to come after you in the next shift
3: yeah you you, you need that muscle we got that muscle here on the on the show Tenard he's the former NFL player that's right and he's a Super Bowl (laughs) champ so he he, whenever we go somewhere you know we make sure he leads the way for us but oh yeah yeah but it's it it, and I, I see what you're saying and maybe I don't know maybe somebody hopefully this season can step up into that role or maybe we can you know bring somebody in but i feel like yeah that's a it's a really good point uh that you made there i think that's one of the things that we're lacking and and just not giving up goals we're scoring so many but these 6-5 losses yeah. you know like it's all oh, man yeah
5: i mean they've they've lost almost every game by one goal yeah. their their losses their their wins as well so many of their games have been determined by one goal um so yeah that's why i think you know you're so close to turning a corner and i think You know, you can't ignore the fact that not having Roberto Luongo out there is crushing as well. He's not just a leader on the ice. He's a leader in that dressing room, and he's the type of guy that you, you just kind of figure out a way to rally around. So I think when the team gets Luongo back, that's going to be a huge boost as well.
3: I yeah. agree. Yeah, Lou was great. I mean, we, we, we saw – we were there after Parkland, and we know the type of leader he is and how he steps up. Yeah. But, but oh, Reimer yeah. was great last season, too, down the stretch. I mean, I think at one point yeah. he was like 9-1 uh, and one or 7-1. and and yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Reimer did yeah. a
5: great job – a but, great job yeah, stepping up last year. Converted. And then when Reimer got hurt, Hari Sateri did a great job right? stepping up. So, yeah, you know, it's just – it's one of those things where just all the – the things that you need to click aren't clicking at the same time so as soon as everything kind of gets on the same page I I think I like I said I think this team is going to be fine I think it's just frustrating to kind of see them get off to a a rocky start again when that's kind of the last thing that you wanted to see happen when you had so much momentum going into the start of the season
4: yeah. And I'm looking at the schedule now and there's really, there's only one game that was decided by more than one goal and that was against the Rangers. Against the Rangers. Yeah, yep. The I think that,
5: what that was a five, two, a t- uh, five, two final, yeah. something yeah, like two. that. Yeah. Yeah. Five I want to
3: cruise to some victories, man. You know, how about a nice little four, nothing right? games over I by know. the second period. I mean,
5: hockey <laughs> hockey yeah. season seriously takes years off of my life because I forget <laughs> how stressful watching games can be it's so much fun but it's so stressful too because you never feel like a one goal lead is safe everyone says a two goal lead is the worst lead to have in hockey you know so i just i'm I'm with you i want one of those games where i am breathing easy in the third period
3: (laughs) absolutely that's that's all we can ask for now so are you telling me that it's more frustrating or more exciting to watch a panthers game than a marlins game is that what i'm hearing (laughs) (laughs)
5: Well, it's so hard to compare the two because they're so different. People ask me all the time, you know, what sport do you like better, hockey or baseball? And I, I honestly, I tell people, you know what? I love them both for such completely different reasons. You know, it's hard to really compare the two because they're just so different. Hockey is so fast paced. There's always activity. You're always either defending the puck or trying to score the puck. I mean, you don't spend much time in the neutral zone. Nope. So, you're you're kind of always on edge with whether you're in your zone or you know, the opponent's zone and there's just it's, just, it's so it's so high speed, it's so active. It the, when you see players get checked into the boards, it's it's crazy. You know, I mean, once you see it yeah. in person, you see the <laughs> yeah. speed and the skill and Whereas baseball can go through these stretches where obviously there's not a lot of activity, but there's so much strategy in baseball. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so much strategy behind every pitch, every play, every, every move you make in baseball. It's like, it is, it's like a chess game. You're already trying to think ahead to the next three moves and how they're going to affect what happens in the game. So I, I think, you know, I, I don't, really have a favorite i just i love them both but for completely different reasons
3: that's fair that's fair because it's true exactly what you said i mean hockey is is a sport you take somebody who's never watched it and they're gonna go there for the first time and they're gonna enjoy themselves like it's, it's right. hard to not have yeah. a good time in person hockey is so great now on tv it's a little harder sell to, to convince somebody but then again gus and i were up till 3 30 in the morning friday night um texting each other during that <laughs> dodgers game oh no, my series gosh, game. Like it, yeah <laughs> so yeah. I, I tried to
5: tweet out during the world series if using baseball is boring, watch these games. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I mean, they just went back and forth, back and forth. As soon as you thought the Red Sox were out of it, they score three runs. As soon as you think the Dodgers are out of it, they tie it up. Yeah. I mean, it, it just it was it was fantastic. It was just fantastic. So I hope people kind of. Really followed along during the playoffs for for people who are on the fence about baseball and really saw how beautiful and how much fun that game can really be.
3: Oh yeah, absolutely. That was definitely as recourse. long as it's not eighteen innings. I think people will will get that message. <laughs> yeah, seven appreciate. plus
5: hours is a little <laughs> excessive. <laughs> oh my god, I
3: have a brother on the West Coast. He's 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 a Dodger fan and he's like talking to me at three thirty in the morning and it's like midnight over there and he's complaining about it being late. Yeah. and I'm like, get out of here, man. Yeah. come yeah. on, you know. <laughs> But yeah. um, now, 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 keeping with baseball, um, you know, it is the Marlins' off season right now. the The big news was the Mesa brothers um, coming yeah. in and got some new furniture. Yeah, what? Yeah.
4: Got some new furniture. Oh, Mesa.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we uh, so we got the the the, the two new uh, Cuban prospects coming in now. One is ready. He's pretty much going to be. I think they're both invited to spring training, or that's the plan. Um, right but I believe one of them is you know he's really got a shot to make the roster here the other one is still a little more of a project or prospect Um, right but are do you I feel because I'm also half Cuban so I like the connection that like I've been screaming for the Marlins to really go after guys like this for a while like when Mm -hmm. Yoannes Cespedes was coming out the Yasiel Puigs Um, I I know Jose, um, Jose Fernandez was near and dear to everybody and obviously he's you know somebody that's eternally loved as a, as a Marlin, but he was also a guy who was living in Tampa. And when we drafted him, it wasn't the same. Like with the, when it's, we're talking about these Cuban guys that have been playing pro ball and making an impact right away, we've been crying for this down here as a community and we're finally seeing it. And, and right. I, kudos to, to Jeter and, and company here, actually making the moves and, and making some of this stuff happen and getting the crowd excited. I'm just like everything, I'm hoping it translates, you know, come uh, opening day, and we see some people out there, and we have something to really get excited about.
5: Yeah, and I had a fan ask me on Twitter, you know, kind of put into context the signing of these two brothers, because I don't really understand, you know, what this move really means for the organization, and I think that's a fair question. I think that you look at oh, the Marlins are pursuing the Mesa Brothers, the Marlins are pursuing the Mesa Brothers, and there's a ton of excitement surrounding it, but what does it really mean for the organization? And this is kind of how I respond to people who are wondering, you know, what it, what does this move really mean for us as Marlins fans? And I think what you can take away from it is a couple of different things. I think, number one, you basically just got two first rounds picks yep. you basically just picked up two first round talent players which is huge two you give your minor league system an immediate boost which is something that the marlins have been revamping since jeter and company took over yeah. our minor league system was uh, to be to yeah, be the cabinet blunt, was empty. <laughs> it was brutal it yeah. was decimated from trades that had taken place uh for win now players um you know And a lot of the moves, unfortunately, were kind of forced upon the organization, but there wasn't really a long-term vision. It was about win now. Well, with this new ownership group, they know that the right way to build an organization is to build from the bottom up. Build players in your minor league system. That way you can call them up when they're ready. You're not forcing them to get called up early when they're not ready and it doesn't help their development and it kills their confidence and and you know you've got to have talent in your minor league system you've got to build through your farm system and you've got to hit on guys that you trade for and free agent signings right it's a combination of everything so i think that's kind of the second thing you immediately boost your minor league system you get these guys in the system and you start letting them develop um, and then three, I think you hit it. You tap into the international market. Mm-hmm. and that's something that Derek Jeter talked about during that Mesa Brothers press conference is the importance of identifying with all of the cultures that are here in South Florida. And that involves going after key international players. Yeah. So I think you've made a connection with the Cuban community. your you you're showing people that you're going to be aggressive when it comes to signing these international stud players. Um, And I think it's just another sign that they're serious about wanting to put together a sustainable product that is about a long-term vision, not just, you know, win now at all costs, whatever it means for the health of our organization. No, it's about doing it the right way. And building a sustainable product. Yeah. And I think that's see, something that you see with, with this signing.
3: Yeah. And you see that in other teams as well. Houston is a good mm-hmm. example. You know, they lost 100 games, I don't know how many years in a row, but they yeah. right before that, they dumped everybody. And they Chicago's said, hey, another great Chicago's example. Chicago's a great one. St. Louis, St. The Louis Royals. has a yeah.
5: great farm system. Yeah. So, I mm-hmm. mean, you see how these teams that are winning World Series you see these teams that are the same teams you kind of see year in and year out in the playoffs. What have they done? They've built through their farm system. They've drafted players. They've, they've, you know, kind of raised them up through their system. So they've been consistently in the same organization, learning the same things on every level, you know, and I I think that's what you're going to start seeing here as part of the Marlins vision
3: building a culture building a family now you mentioned Jeter is um it was responsible for this um now Miami is a PTSD uh market Mm -hmm. where with bad ownership in the past and it's 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 not a Jeter just shows up and everybody's like oh we're good again you know there's going to be a lot of skepticism there's a lot of people that are that are going to be critical of everything uh moves that he does moves that he doesn't do Um, I for one, have been impressed with one aspect of it by far, which is, it seems like he's there every night. Like he doesn't miss a game. He's, oh yeah. He's now the only part that I, I'm kind of critical about. I haven't seen him wear a Marlins hat. (laughs) I want to see him (laughs) don the hat. It's like, I always, I saw him wearing a Marlins polo one day and I was like, okay, we're getting there, Yeah. but I want to see the hat. I want to, you know, I want to see a little M hat there. I want to see a little, just so it just, cause I grew up. Uh, watching Jeter since I was in high school when he when he came out, and right. I've always seen him as a Yankee. You know, he's, you know, he's the he's the captain. He's Mr. America. He's can do no wrong. I just want to see him as a Marlin. Uh, you know, it's just little kind of little selfish <laughs> greed there, but he'll put I,
4: on he'll put on the hat when they rebrand. Yeah, probably.
5: <laughs> hopefully. Um,
2: yeah. Well, yeah. I
5: can't speak for the fashion choices, but I can definitely <laughs> yeah. speak for the fact that yeah. I mean, you talk about putting in the hours. You talk about being committed. Derek Jeter is a winner. He wants to build a winner and he's doing everything he possibly can. And the one thing I would say, you know, I I will not sit here and tell Marlins fans how they should feel. I've only been around the organization for four years. So many fans have been around since the beginning and they are jaded. And I get that what they've gone through. They've been patient. They don't want to think about having to start the process all over again. Um, But one thing I would say is that, Give Jeter and company a chance because these guys have a plan. They have a vision and they're going to stick to it. And they're not about, again, they're not about short term solutions that are going to harm the health of the franchise down the road. They want to build a, a winning sustainable product that once you get it on the right track, it's going to be on the right track for a long time time and they inherited i hate to say it but they inherited a mess oh, yeah. and sometimes it takes a long time to clean up a bad mess a you dumpster know? It, doesn't fire. Just it was a dumpster fire year. mess is putting exactly. it nicely
3: this was beyond bad this was <laughs> yeah
5: so <bad. laughs> it's not going to be fixed in one season yeah. it's probably not going to be fixed in two or three seasons it's going to take time but i think once you you get a couple years in and you start to see it come together and you start to see these, you know, all of these minor league prospects that they traded for guys start to pan out when you, when you see what the starting rotation is going to look like. And, you know, you, you gotta be excited about the Trevor Richards and the Sandy Alcantara's and the Mm -hmm. Pablo Lopez's and, you know, they're, They're putting something together that I think has the chance to be really special. I'm not going to promise that it's going to work out. You you don't know. You still don't know. I don't think anybody can say yet whether it's going to be what they had hoped for or if it's going to fall short. You really don't know yet. You're not going to know for another probably four or five years. But I would say give them a chance because they want to do it the right way. And I think that's the most important thing. They're not going to make emotional decisions. They're not going to make decisions on a whim. I mean, they are in there working tirelessly and relentlessly to get this thing going in the right direction. They want to bring a winner back to South Florida. And I really, truly believe that they can do it.
3: Well, well for the, I mean, we hope so. We really yeah. do. <laughs> and I know that we, we, we speak for the fans as well. I mean, as long as they don't do what's been done in the past to us again, because we've, like I said, it's a PTSD market here. We've, we right the mention of a guy getting traded or, or, you know, or really anything like that. It's just right. like, we, we go into, you know, the, the fetal position. We're like, why, why again? You know? And we don't want right. to go through that. We get attached to these players and then only to see them uh, ship off. But again, but uh,
5: remember there are some players who were
3: traded yep. who made it clear
5: they didn't want to be a part of this organization. Absolutely. So I would remind fans who are upset about certain players, and we all know
2: who Mm -hmm. we're
5: referring to, please remember these players asked repeatedly to be moved and said repeatedly they didn't want to be a part of this organization. You can't build around players like that.
2: You just can't. You're trying
5: to create a new culture. You're trying to create a new vibe in a clubhouse. You can't have negativity and you can't have guys that you're going to count on to be a leader around who don't want to lead you can't force people into that role so remember some moves that are made they may not seem popular now they may not even seem like you know you might be sitting here right now and being like man how is that supposed to be a good move yeah but you got to remember if you're building something and you want to build it the right way you have to have the right guys to do it
3: absolutely no Our it's group. true and that's a very good uh and 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 we we're rational fans here. Gus and I, Tanar, yeah. we understand that. We we appreciate that. The problem is a lot of, uh, of fans are not. They, they you know as much as you'll tell them <laughs> that they're like yeah. no 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 you know they have jaded us you know and they're it's it's right. they'll, slowly they'll come around. But uh, Jessica, I want to thank you so much for joining us once again. Follow Jessica at Jess at Jess Blaylock on Twitter and at Jess L Blaylock on Instagram. My dogs obviously
5: wanted to get in on the podcast. (laughs) Can you hear them barking? (laughs) I thought we were going to get a say. And I just want to say real quick (laughs) before they get too out of control. I love Marlins fans. I love Panthers fans. I'm so appreciative of how good both fan bases have been to me. They've been so kind and so welcoming from day one. And I always love running into fans of both the Marlins and the Panthers saying hi to people, chatting with them. So anytime anybody ever sees me out, please come say hi. Let's talk baseball for a little bit. Let's talk hockey for a little bit. Um, because I just absolutely adore Marlins and Panthers fans, and I'm so thankful to them for making me a part of this South Florida sports
3: fan. Oh, no, thank you. No, really. The I, I, pups <laughs> <laughs> there in the background. Right, we can hear them, but, but no. Honestly, thank you for for giving credit. I appreciate that because there's a, there's a really good fan base here. There's a lot of good there, you know fans, is, and absolutely. and we've been loyal, and we are good fans. Gus and I have been Marlins fans. You know, I was I wasn't there opening day in '93, but I was there opening season, inaugural season. Yeah. You know, I was there too. for the Panthers first season as well. We've been following. That's them. That's awesome. So we've. You and know, there's we've a lot of up. people like you that yes. are around. Yes. And, you know, we we get a bad rep. You know, the, the city gets a little bad rep with the fans, but we do appreciate the good work, the great work that you've been doing on the broadcast. We enjoy watching it. You make Thank the you. game much more fun to watch on, on oh, the hockey thanks, and the baseball. So we look forward to seeing you. We'll see you at the next Panther game. Thanks again, Jess, for joining us. You have a great good. night. Take care. Thank you,
4: Jessica.
5: <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys.
3: Bye. Oh, big thanks again to Jessica for uh, sharing her time with us. thought that was a very fun interview. I thought yeah. it was a whole lot of fun. Uh, I, I enjoyed yeah, the actual puck talk with uh, a puck expert there. That's right. And, uh, definitely, knew her stuff. and definitely, I think, I, think I, I definitely think she brought up some really good points there about defending the Marlins, you know, and this is what I, like she said, this is what I tell a lot of people. I'm like, you know what, Peters didn't come here for a paycheck. I'm pretty sure he could have gotten a paycheck anywhere else. And I mean, I think he came here with a purpose. He's a winner and he wants to uh, do good things. You know who doesn't yeah. want to do good things? Oh. Who? Dolphins. The Dolphins. They fucking <laughs> suck. Oh, here we go. Here it Oh, comes. oh God. All right. So last week, the Dolphins played on Thursday night. So at least we had the weekend free of disappointment. That's true. Um, they just disappointed us earlier in the week. Hey, uh, what's going on, man? What's going on? What, what's your Dolphins get beat? Okay, you know what? Actually, before we even get into that. A few weeks ago, I went on a rant about how Deshaun Watson sucks and, you know, all that stuff. And yep. It's been a couple of weeks. They've figured out some stuff in Houston, and I'm going to be—I'll I'll tell you right now, Houston looks—they look legit. Can I'm going to say they're Can bullies. you
1: apologize to Deshaun Watson, please?
3: At the time, no. I'm not going to apologize. No, now. Nah, I'm time, not talking about that, what about that time. i no, about right now. now. Right now, I'm saying right now, they've changed from where what they looked like, what they smelled like, and what they acted like a few weeks ago. What they are now is is a different product, and props to to to, to Watson on the change here and the progress. But uh, I'll tell you what, they look like bullies, man. Don't sleep on them in the in the AFC.
4: And they just they, added Demarius Thomas, right? They just yeah. added
3: Demarius Thomas.
1: I think, uh, and they're leaving uh, leading in the division next to Tennessee. I mean, the Titans is uh, either them or the Titans.
3: No, I think the Titans dropped out. Let me pull yeah. that up. Are, yeah. Then it has to be them. The
1: Colts are stinking it up. They yeah. just beat yeah. Oakland by the skin of their teeth.
3: Yeah, you know, wait. Who is uh number 2? Okay, who who leads the, who leads the league in passing touchdowns? Passing touchdowns? Yeah, who's the best who's the quarterback that's thrown the most touchdowns so far uh, this season? Patrick Mahomes. That's yep. right. Who's number 2? Uh give me one second. I just saw this. Uh maybe Drew Brees probably. Drew Brees? What do you got? Uh, I'll go with Drew Brees. How about no, how about it's Andrew Luck? Wow. Back, that's a surprise. That from just the surprised d- me. Yeah, Man. back from the dead. Apparently he's got a little bit of an o line. He's still, you know, the team is. Uh, I'm looking at the record here. Colts are three and five, you know, but they're starting to show some signs of having yeah. a team. Um, Houston is leading that division five and three. They got a two game lead over Tennessee. Tennessee has just bombed out. Um, they've lost three in a row right now, and the Jaguars have lost four. So imagine, uh, Jaguars are sitting pretty at three and one, and now they're three and five. So, well, what? Um, it's, this is. I, I made this comment two years ago.
2: Mm.
1: And this was the first time Mariota got hurt, no. and James Winston got into some trouble. I said, "Watch those guys end up being like RG three, like busting." Mm. And it's looking like they're just they just bench uh, Winston, Winston for, for fix magic. Yeah, and Mariota he, he can't he's Mr Glass man. He can't stay yeah. healthy. Yeah,
3: the Mariota one, I'm I'm, I'm kind of surprised because everybody thought last season was supposed to be that. Breakout, breakout season. Mm-hmm. You know, because he had a good season before that. And last season was just awful. I had him in my fantasy team, so I uh, I struggled with that. This season has been more of the same, just disappointment. But I think Derrick Henry, I think the whole offense in general, that whole Tennessee he is team has been soft yeah. for yeah, pillow, man. Yo. For a guy that's like the size it's of the predator out there, you know, he's just garbage in it up, man.
1: And to be garbage. And, and that's the up, scout man. that's the scout on him.
3: Because don't get
1: fooled by the size. Don't he's, be fooled by the size. He's really soft. Yeah. And he falls on one tackle. He's not an Eddie George. They they was hoping he'd be like Eddie George. Yeah, oh, he's man. not an Eddie George.
3: You remember this? This one sucks, but I gotta get props, dude. You remember when Eddie George uh choke slammed on a stiff arm Ray Lewis? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, dude.
1: I, it was, I, don't, I don't know. If it was a playoff game too, but uh, they're in I the imagine, same. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah I think it, it was a playoff it,
3: game. I, I don't remember what the, the. But it was such a dirty play. Eddie George was a dirty man. That's the only Buckeye I've ever liked. That I've ever enjoyed watching play. I (laughs) I always I loved watching Eddie George. I thought Eddie George was like, he's kind of like Frank Gore in the sense that he didn't have like the the flash and the pizzazz, but he was just get it done. You know, he He was yeah yeah, he was he was was Frank Gore before Frank Gore. But but the thing with Eddie George is that I I believe he led the league in rushing a couple of times or something. He had statistically great seasons too, Um, but he was just that quiet just. Bust your ass, dude! I used to love watching yeah, that. He guy was playing. one of the
1: last good
3: big backs.
1: Yeah, they you know, should. next to Jerome Bettis.
3: Yeah, man. So, um, so Eddie George. Uh, but that's a Eddie George reference on the show first time. Yeah. And um, but anyway, yeah, Andrew Luck, which I think is the most interesting thing, is the the uh, number two in passing touchdowns. And I'm glad you brought that back up too, because
1: I had this this theory that New York is trying to figure it out, right? Yeah. And I feel like Indianapolis is kind of giving it up on Andrew Luck. Yeah. I kind of feel. I kind of had this opinion that New York was going to probably trade for him.
3: I can see that, and
1: bring him over there just to start a chemistry with that young group—him, Odell Beckham, and I think
3: um, I think him with any weapons is, is a scary thing, it, man. He's just I could so I could have
1: saw New York giving up a
3: first round pick for him. I just don't think Indianapolis would give him up though. I don't yeah. think yeah. I, don't, I, don't
1: I don't think they would have. But at the same time, if Andrew Luck was not playing well,
3: yeah.
1: and it was kind of second guessing his arm. New York probably would have took a chance on him instead of going into the draft of
3: draft the quarterback and really just turred it on their whole season. Let me ask you this. Here we go. Time to play uh, imaginary GM over here. Okay? You're the GM of the Dolphins. I'm gonna start with you, T D. Um, you're the GM of the Dolphins. Would you give up right now? Right now, as it is, two first round picks, okay? This year is the next year's first round picks for Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck maybe a, a third round pick. To Two kind of first round out. picks. For so Andrew your first Luck. round pick this year and next year to know that you get Andrew Luck, or would you take a gamble and try and draft a guy, but maybe have another seven years of you know. I'll I'll take I'll
1: take a chance on drafting. We'll probably do away with Tannehill just because we're gonna we're gonna bring a whole new atmosphere, and I'll draft the quarterback and bring in a veteran. Hopefully that veteran can start and 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 prep the backup until. Uh, going into the, the end of the season, if he does, he starts to uh, fumble. Yeah. But depending on how high we are in the draft, if we're number one, two, or three, mm-hmm. uh, if I draft a quarterback, he's most likely going to start immediately.
3: Yeah. So that's the thing. It's just that we haven't been in that spot, <laughs> man. I don't know. Maybe maybe two first round picks is a lot for a guy who's coming off injury and everything. But we're talking of Andru- we're talking just, about Andrew Luck. This is proven. St- uh, well, you just said he's he's second in the league in touchdowns this season. So. Yeah. Yeah, he's you showing, sign, he's showing if, signs he's showing signs of being good again. I mean, yeah. I, if if Amari Cooper gets a first round pick for for garbage production this yeah, season. Yeah, exactly. I feel like if, and if Andrew Amari Luck Cooper was too. Yeah, if, if Andrew Luck for first and Andrew Luck for first and and then a second third or fourth round pick. But you got to I feel like I would Jerry, probably do it. Jerry Jones,
1: Jerry Jones is the GM. Yeah. So he, he 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 is okay with giving up a first round pick. Wait, who
3: Jerry Jones? Jerry Jones, Of the, the Cowboys. Oh, the Cowboys. Oh, okay. We're talking about. Sorry, Cooper. yeah. Because yeah, you yeah, said yeah. they gave up Amari. Yeah, got yeah, Amari yeah. Cooper. yeah, my bad. My bad.
1: Yeah, it's all good. So Jerry Jones, his evaluation is that you're from Alabama,
3: mm-hmm.
1: Alabama talent. Yeah. They did reach out to Nick Saban to ask about Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. So a first round pick for a guy who's still in between. He shows he shows flashes of being great, and they need a number one receiver. A late first round pick It's really a good deal for them. So can see you, you know now picks? when you think about a quarterback though, it's a whole different position. Your yeah. whole team surrounds around him. Mm-hmm. You know you're not going to give up two first round picks for Andrew Luck. Probably a second round pick, just because he's injury prone. Yeah. So uh, now if it was like right now Patrick Mahomes, oh, some b- teams would give up three first round picks see, for him. That's no, I'll see. give the whole
3: draft. No, <laughs> see, I think I think here's the thing, man. As much as I'm enjoying this Patrick Mahomes train, and as much as I'm enjoying what's happening with uh with my homie Mahomes, uh huh, I I can't help but feel like I'm not okay. Let me phrase this correctly here. I don't want to jump to the conclusion and say, I'll, I'll give up whatever you want in the draft form. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that this is this is also could be lightning in a bottle. This could be just the the the, the you know, the stars in the sun and everything is aligning in the in the right order. Mercury's in retrograde bruh, whatever he said, he, he's tr- um, you <laughs> know, it, I think it could be a, a, a mixture of, of good timing bruh. and everything. I want to see what it'll be like when the bruh. tape is on, when bruh. you have tape on him. You know bruh. what I mean?
1: He, he's true to he's true to the core.
3: He's he's this dope. I'm enjoying it. But I want to see him. I want to see him battle tested a little bit. I want to see how he test. performs. Patriots. I, the Patriots. Yeah. And he lost. But it was good. It was a great performance. Okay. I wanna, I'm want. talking about playoff. I want to see him in inclement weather. This has also been the, pr- the prettier time of the season. Let's wait okay. till these games. KC gets really cold. Let's wait till he goes up and travels somewhere where the, the weather's a little you know unfavorable. Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh. Let's see the how he does. Let's see how he Green does Bay. in a playoff game. Okay, let's see how he does even, in a playoff even game. The,
1: even the best quarterbacks play bad in inclement weather. But you, I'm, you, I'm can't, gonna, you can't you yeah. can't use those elements. This here, is,
3: here's what I'm going to use though, and I, not to cut you off. I'm sorry, but no, you're good, you're good. What, what I'm trying to say is, who's his coach? Andy Reid. We saw this already once before with Andy Reid. Don't say Don't now, please. No, 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 no. Uh. When Michael Vick came back. Michael Vick yeah. came back, lit up the NFL. He had the, the remember that game against the Redskins where he threw like five touchdowns yeah, in the game, he was, in he like and yeah. he had a the a perfect read. Yeah, yeah, he was like he was back to being Mike Vick. I think Andy Reid can make players because he's 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 a quarterback whisperer. He no, does this. He does this kind of stuff. Because when he had
1: when he had uh uh shoot the guy who's him up. No, not Alex Smith. I'm talking about the guy who 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 won a Super Bowl last year. Um oh Nick Foles. Nick Foles, when he had the guy who was after Donovan McNabb, the quarterback I right now was it's on the tip of my tongue, a white quarterback. He played at Texas. Texas, uh Texas, uh not Texas, Houston Houston uh uh football. I forgot his name. It's no
4: it wasn't Colt McCoy.
1: Colt McCoy. No, yeah? uh no, no uh uh
4: Colt McCoy played at Texas.
1: His last name started with a K. But let me get to the point.
3: Those, oh, I know you're got uh Colt Brennan, no?
1: No, 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 just no, Google okay. it for me if you can. Yeah. Uh, those three guys and those two guys didn't pan out well. Yes. So it's not Patrick Mahomes is exactly who we who we thought he was going to be because all the the commentators, all the analysts, all the the guys who looked at him play, come out of college out of Texas Tech and come to now, Andy Reid knew he had a Ferrari sitting in, the, in in the garage and he was just going to get rid of a Bentley. So
3: I it, just. Yeah, and, and I see, I see. That's His name same. was Kevin Cobb. Oh, Kevin Cobb, yeah, that's Kevin right. Kevin Cobb. There you go, good call, bro. Good yeah, call. Kevin Cobb. Um, I see what you're saying, but I think that with Mike Vick was just such an explosive talent. I feel like Patrick Mahomes is an explosive talent, you know, like he's just... He's not like every two, other two quarterback. Two quarterbacks, yeah. there are two different quarterbacks, but I think there's some similarities in the sense that they're, 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 they have... Zero similarities, though. You don't think so? The, yes. The.
1: Uh, Mike Vick, for one, Mike Vick was left-hand. Mike Vick was... <laughs> Mike Mike Vick... I'm just being obvious. Mike Vick... <laughs> he was also black. You Mike, know, like Vick <laughs> used, Mike Vick used his legs a lot. Yeah, Patrick yeah, yeah. Patrick Mahomes has not ran. No, no, Patrick ran. Mahomes has not had to run. So, so you can't... Those are two different styles of a quarterback. I don't know. I'm I think he means
4: just in the, in the dynamic the
3: I'm dynamism, saying that they're, like dynamic, they're dynamic players. They're both
1: guys that have... Mike has throw for 300 yards each game.
3: No, no. What no. this guy's doing is unprecedented. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's it's incredible. I just feel like we've seen some glimpses of this before with Andy Reid and how he's able to get this kind of stuff out of quarterbacks. But we've also seen Andy Reid bomb it in the playoffs, not be successful. But it's not Andy I want to see fault. I want to I know but I want to see Patrick Mahomes a little bit more in these tougher things, we got. We're, we're, we're we looking got at a sample Nixon, size though, of got, nine games. I'm
1: not going to give I up a, two first round picks for nine eight games. Games of this guy on film.
3: Yeah, eight. Yeah, eight.
1: He has his interception to touchdown ratio is way well beyond our average quarterback.
3: Yeah, but he's thrown interceptions in his last four games now. Yeah, but that's going to happen. That's going to happen, mm-hmm. though. That's that you expect that to happen. He's young. He's a guy too. Just a style of play. At the
1: yeah. same time, yeah. his game has been consistent. Every yeah. single week. He's not the reason they're losing. He's really the reason they're winning.
3: No, for sure, for, so, sure, for sure. And
1: the, and the people want to say, Oh, he has a, a great nucleus of players around him. A lot of people didn't know uh Kareem Hunt was going to be as good as he was. No. Uh, actually, you know, Travis Kelsey. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Travis Kelsey <laughs> is a is a is is a is is a firecracker. Yeah. and then you got your receiving core that everybody thought Sammy Watkins was gonna be a bust. Yeah,
3: Sammy Watkins yeah. should be a bust. You he's- know, you got uh <laughs> you
1: got Tyreek Hill, who they felt like he was a gimmick the guy. Cheetah? So like
4: Dude, the, so, our so, boy, our boy, Chris was a fantasy. Chris. Yeah, he, was he, a he, fantasy knew, he knew Kareem Hunt was going to be good, so, but he's but, a Chiefs fan. He's being biased. No, no. no, but,
3: no. Well, he's being he was just more in the know. He wasn't being yeah, he just, biased. He, he, does, he was he just like yeah, on those guys. And so. he he and made me he draft it. him yeah. in fantasy last season. And that's how I won. But so. this <laughs> is
1: this is what I want people to hear our listeners to understand.
3: But
4: he was telling us that um the guy I forgot who his name was that he was the guy that drafted all those guys for Kansas City. Yeah. That he's now somewhere else. Oh, oh uh, I know you're talking about. Peterson? I know you, uh, last oh.
1: name is. Uh, I, I know you're talking about the GM. Yeah, yeah, I forgot his name right no, now, but I know no, you're now talking he's about. in Cleveland. Yeah. uh Dorsey. Yeah. Yeah, John Dorsey. Dorsey? John, I think it's John Dorsey. Yeah. yeah.
4: Anyways, yeah, that guy, man. He, he figures he, he
1: got he gets it right. Yeah. He brings it together, but the the one thing I wanted our listeners to understand, because going into the season, that division was supposed to go to the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. That division was supposed to go to the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. Well, the Chargers. They, yeah. they 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 bombed it. Now, Patrick Mahomes, oh, we need to see more film on him. You got eight games. Mm-hmm. So, oh, did he, how is he going to do in the playoffs? I don't necessarily think he's going to have an issue in the playoffs, but if you play, if you face Tom Brady the first game of the, the, the playoff season, what do you think is going to happen? It's going to be a, sh- a fight. Yeah. So,
4: And Kansas City's defense is not great. It's like not they great, lose, but, they're, be but they're,
1: they're figuring it out now. So, let me yeah. get to the point I'm trying to say. Patrick Mahomes is exactly what people thought he was going to be. He's, I, I'm maybe, I'm, this is a hot take for me. He's like the next version of Aaron Rodgers. I can see that. Like, Andrew Rodgers has to sit behind Brett Favre mm-hmm. and he's lighting it up. I can see Patrick Mahomes taking him
3: really deep, possibly, possibly taking him to the Super Bowl. I think so. I, I could see all that. I'm just going back to what originally started the conversation, which was I don't think I'm ready to give up two first round picks for Patrick Mahomes right mm-hmm. now. You want to see I more? Feel, I feel like I need to see a little bit more, but I feel like I've seen definitely more than see, enough on now, on Andrew Luck that I would time, feel a little better doing that. Deal. By the time you get to the sample size that you're comfortable with,
4: the price is going to go gonna up. It's be too high. Oh, well, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. It may you know be. But That's what I'm saying.
1: So right now. If, or it could go lower. It could go lower nah, as well. He, he stopped, like, would you give up two first round picks for Aaron Rodgers? For Aaron Rodgers? Hell no. I hate Aaron Rodgers. Get right, out of here. Th- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So right now, to start, he's just too expensive. Yeah. They, man, that guy's golden, yo. Two first-round picks, I think, it would be a steal for any organization to get him, especially oh, if you're sure. in need of a quarterback like the Dolphins.
4: I, I want I wanted to ask you about Andy Reid. I know your your take on him. You think he's you know a, a offensive genius, but at the playoffs he sucks, yeah. right? Would you take him to be the Dolphins coach right now? Oh, in a heartbeat. All right, cool. <laughs> and It's so easy to say well, Andy Reid is, a, is is not a good playoff coach. Uh, but, at least he
1: wins. He and wins. He gets there, I, I want to be but a yeah. he played against great teams when he went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? When we won at Indianapolis, they were saying Peyton Manning couldn't figure it out in the playoffs, and Coach Dungy was a uh, really a defensive-minded coach. We figured it out and beat a Chicago Bears team that had the best defense in the NFL. Didn't yeah, you man, know, that Bears um,
3: was
1: crazy. Uh, Rex Grossman gave us the game. Yeah. So,
3: it's like that time I won the Super Bowl in Madden. You know, I, <laughs> I remember the season before I was playing, like, on professional, and then that year I bumped it up to all Madden to challenge myself. So that's like playing against the number one defense. And then, you know, I won the Super Bowl. Andy so Reid
1: doesn't, like doesn't get enough credit, man. <laughs> you got to give him some credit. He lost the weight. He's
4: focused. Yeah. He's, 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 he's chimed in. I love that the first thing you said is that he lost the weight.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so now we're talking NFL here. I want I I'm going to give you guys – I want you to rank them right now. I'm gonna give you what I think are the top four teams in the NFL right now. Okay. All right. I'm gonna give you the top four teams, and I want you to put them in. No, no. I'm gonna give you four. I'm gonna give okay. you four. All right. In no particular order here, and I want you to give it to me in in the order that you think, going from least to greatest, or however you want to do it. But I think the Chiefs, uh-huh. obviously at seven and one, the Saints. I believe they've only lost once, right? Hold on. Let me. Um, let me. Uh, oh wait. Here we go. I got it. One second. Where is? Uh a lot of teams. Yeah, 6 and 1 Saints, the Rams at 8 and 0. And then our nemesis and the team that we can never get enough of, the New England Patriots at 6 and 2. I think those are your top 4 teams in the NFL because yeah. they're they're obviously leading their divisions. The other two division leaders are Houston Texans, Pittsburgh Steelers, which have a tie. I don't think they're at that same level. The Redskins, they're at 5 and 2, surprising but I'm still not sold. But then again, Dude. it's Alex Smith, bro. Come on. Yeah. Like, did, did you expect anything less? Exactly. Adrian um, Peterson, baby.
4: Adrian Peterson, man. Oh. Yep. I got him in my draft. He, he might win Comeback Player of the Year. And yep. what
3: I, I told you he had something to prove. Yeah. I'm telling you. No, I agree. I agree. Now, tell me, um, right, with those yeah. four teams, let's go through it. Go through it. Who do, we'll make a case for who do you got at number one out of those four teams? Let's start from the,
1: Let's start from the bottom up. Because okay, it's
3: obvious. For the, right. the,
1: my number, my number <laughs> four team will be New Orleans.
3: You the Saints at I four. got the
1: Saints at number four. Okay. I have, right now, the Chiefs at number three. Mm-hmm. I have New England at number two, and I'll have the Rams at number one, okay. only because they're undefeated. Okay. So, and the only reason I have the Patriots at number two, because you can never, if you, if you had a playoff right now against those four teams, Tom yep. Brady's going to show up.
4: Yep.
3: Now, um, Gus, what about you? Rams,
4: Rams number one, mm-hmm. obviously uh even not not only because they're undefeated they're just they're great on both sides of the ball. their defense is great and their offense is great like what more do you want from a from a team? you know what I'm saying like even if their offense wasn't was okay, they would still get it done on the defensive side of the ball like, that's that's crazy uh-huh. um number four, I guess I would put saints just because their defense isn't as good as it was last year for some reason um I don't know maybe they'll figure it out. As the season goes along and uh, and move up in the rankings, uh, number three between Kansas City and New England, I guess you got to go with the head-to-head matchup. New England beat Kansas City, so I would put KC three and New England two.
1: So basically, same my same order. Yeah, same order. Yeah,
4: but I I think Kansas City has a lot of more room for growth than New England does. Yeah,
3: I gotta differ a little bit with you guys. Um, I'm you not Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> Kansas City, they're they have such a glaring hole on defense. Like they're yeah. out of those four, they have the worst defense. They do. And if like I, it goes back to what I was saying, you get a little bit of tape and you figure out a scheme against Mahomes and you shut that down, you're going to be able to put up points because they can't stop anybody. Yeah. So I feel like if, if but nobody's done it yet other than the Patriots and even then they still gave up like forty points. Um. So I I actually got the Chiefs at the bottom rung here. I got them at four. Woo. Okay. All right. Um. Patriots because they beat the Chiefs. I got them at, you know, number 3 and obviously because of the Patriots. But I'm going to put the Saints up at 1, bro. What? Really? You guys are sleeping on the Saints, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to give you a case. This is why I brought it up cuz I was looking at their their record here, okay? Um they lost that first week against Fitzmagic, okay? Yeah. First week of the season it's hard. You're still getting your your things in your your things in order. But since then, dude, they have just pretty much been in cruise control. They beat uh, they beat the Browns. They won at Atlanta. They won at New York. They beat the Redskins. They won at Baltimore, which is a tough one right there. Yeah, that one was close. It was, Baltimore it took that, sucks. It took that last uh, the Justin Tucker missing his first extra point ever. Mm-hmm. But still, they went on the road, which is and here's the reason why I give the Saints a little edge. They're a dome team. You know Drew Brees. They're gonna do it. They they they're always gonna they're gonna put up points. They're they're always gonna play in fair weather. But I like the Saints. As far as what they've done on the road with some of these games away from the stadium, and then obviously if they continue, they're six and one. If they continue to play at home, they're they're going to be tough to to beat, man. If 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 the Rams lose one or two games here, Mm -hmm. the Saints could be the team that leapfrogs them. And then you got Los Angeles going Mm -hmm. into into New Orleans in a in a playoff game. I got to give the edge to the home team, man. Drew Brees is Drew Brees. You you know he's going to light it up. And I and I'm I've been a little more. Watching what the the Saints have been doing because I got Drew Brees on my fantasy team. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been frustrating me because there's one game that they won, like, uh, I think it was the 40, 43 or 48 37 uh, here. The Alvin Kamara game. Yeah, the Alvin Kamara game. And, and Drew Brees got me eight points. Yeah. They put up 40 in real life, but he got me eight points. And that's, that's the kind of offense I feel like this year, they're very, very balanced. They got Alvin yeah. Kamara. Mar- uh, Mark Ingram is rushing the ball great. Mm-hmm. You know, they got receivers. They got a lot of, they just clicking. Now, well, on the offensive side of the ball, you can say the same
4: exact thing about Kansas
3: City though. Yeah, no, no, Kansas City yeah, but I think the Saints defense is better, ke- is oh, way yeah, for better. Sure, for sure. That's why I got for them sure. above it.
4: But I don't think it's it's going to be damn near impossible to come up with a scheme to stop Kansas City's offense because man, they got a they got a um uh, what's it called? A legit running game, mm-hmm. they got a legit tight end, they got the arguably the best tight end in the NFL. They have weapons. And they, yeah, man. And no, here's the other and, and, and here's the other
3: the, Here's the other reason why I'm giving it the edge to the Saints. Because this, this uh, upcoming Saturday, I mean Sunday, at 425, the Saints travel to Los Angeles. Or oh, I'm sorry. No, the Saints are at home against in the, the Dome against the Rams. Ooh, that's That's, that's, a that's, a great that's, that's the game that, of the year a, so far. So right yeah. there, that's going to answer the question. That's the game yeah. of the year so far. And that's why I'm taking the Saints right now because they're the home team. Uh-huh. I like Drew Brees I, as much as Drew Brees.
1: Who did the Rams beat last week? I already know. I just wanna, I want you to
3: answer the question. The Rams beat last week. Oh, the Packers. Exactly. Yeah. Who, yeah. Did play, who did they
1: play? Who they play against? Huh.
3: What do you mean? Who, who? What quarterback did they play against? Yeah, that guy that you guys are like nah, talking see, about. I hate
1: when he does that, <laughs> bro. <laughs> like, you gotta. Welcome pr- to the like show. This dude, Aaron Rodgers,
3: who goes into any position. No, he got robbed this weekend because with this guy Montgomery fumbling the For, ball, not even giving. He didn't Rodgers get robbed. A the, the, yeah. the
1: Rams showed up when he's supposed to. Yeah. So I can see the Rams going there and winning against. Against, I, I like the
3: Rams. I like them, and I, man, I can't, like, I don't have the number in front of me, but if you look up Jared Goff's record since he became the starting quarterback, mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's really good. No, not really, like exceptionally good. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, what the F? You know, I had no idea that he was this they, good they got as a starting they, they quarterback. Got that pick yeah, right. yeah, they, they got, got that, that pick right. But here's the thing he's shown flashes, Jared Goff has of, of, of taking over games, but I think that team still is 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 yep. the heart and soul and everything is Todd Gurley.
0: If oh, Todd yes. oh, for sure. if Todd oh, yes, Gurley it gets him. contained,
3: then I don't know if I have that kind of faith that I have in in Jared Goff to carry the team. Like Drew Brees. Like I do in Drew Brees. I if can, Alvin Kamara and Engram get you know controlled, I still got faith that Drew Brees is gonna figure a way to get some points. I agree in with it. you. Just like
4: my fantasy team right yeah. if Gurley doesn't go off I lose. I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't I don't I don't think uh, Jared Goff's seen enough
1: of defenses to say, all right, I understand everything about NFL. Mm-hmm. Drew
4: Brees, uh, Drew Brees, so uh, seen everything
3: exactly. I got Sorry, a lot of faith man. in Drew Brees there. Speaking
4: of uh, fantasy TD, how'd you do this week, man? Uh, I, I didn't see anybody I scores. Smoked. This size yeah, I got smoked. I, play? my uh
1: Dang it, oh man, I can't remember his name. It's something funny. Uh, <laughs> and they're
3: and I'll all tell you right funny now, but I had,
1: a, he, had <laughs> he had he had he he had like a hundred and sixty some points, bro. I'll nah.
3: tell you right now. Um... Well, no soup uh-huh. for you. you're no soup for you, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah Where is oh, damn it! I'm looking, pulling it up here. here no soup for you. Lost to those Van Buren boys. Oh, to my brother. Yeah, they got smoked. One seventy nine to one fifteen. Uh, Van Buren boys' MVPs were Marvin Jones, Deshaun Watson, and Joe Mixon. All had over thirty points. Joe Mixon came out of nowhere. Joe yeah. Mixon, man. Your P- your best player was AJ, AJ Peterson. Peterson and uh, yeah. Antonio Brown. My best pick, bro. Yeah. So, I'll uh I'll give you the scoop here, little Jerry. Yeah took over this week officially became the go. official play caller for little Jerry after <laughs> I uh, I put my GM in a more uh, Hot seat. I, I, he was, he's he's been demoted in uh in play calling duties, he still has the title of general manager, but I'm All kinda right. taking over the play calling duties for the time being because he's just like he can't figure it out. Just fire know? him like the Browns did. No, you know, I can't Ajax fire him. I'm not gonna I'm yeah. not gonna do him dirty because he has won me and he's doing a great job in my other leagues. But for some reason, little Jerry and him just don't get along. Like the players <laughs> on the team and him, they don't respect him, so I gotta come in from the booth and say, Hey, hey, we're gonna do shit my way. So this week it, it didn't work out in my favor. I got beat by Boca Del Vista. Um Ooh. Yeah, it was tough. Uh, Tom Brady just had a garbage game. I mean, sixteen points, three hundred twenty-four yards, Dude, but no, no touchdowns. Buffalo
4: limited Brady, man. Yeah, yeah.
2: it's, it's up, always a, a tough
3: game
4: that. against them. Uh, and
3: yeah, it's yeah, tough, it's and, and, and tough it's game. in Buffalo. Um, so that was a, a a tough one there. But looking at the uh, standings right now, that game, that loss this week, kind of gave me a hit. I'm, I'm about a game yeah? or two now out of the playoffs. Ooh. Uh, well, let me let me let's do the playoff standings right now. Let's look at the playoff bracket. Yeah, man. Who's number one? Number one is uh, Crazy Joe Devola. Fantasy Chris. He's dominating this season. He's got a first round. He's in position for the first round bye. Uh, you lost the battle of the Kavorka. No, I didn't. Oh, you beat the Kavorka. Yeah. Oh, you beat the Kavorka, but he still had a game up on you, so he got the number two seed. Mm-hmm. So Achilles has the other bye. And then it goes you, um, your brother. So it goes, it goes Gus, uh, the Van Buren boys. Then no soup for you. You're in the playoffs. And the real Cubans from Cuba at four and four <laughs> are at uh, are the last the the last playoff seed. Now right now, little Jerry is a game out of the playoffs. We're in the seventh seed right now. We're still got time. Still got time to it's turn this done. around. I'm, well I'm looking at my squ- at the squad here. I think there's, uh, here. five weeks left. I think. Yeah, uh, we have a new clubhouse loser. Um, the worst record in the league is Ferbolicious Manhands. <laughs> we gotta talk to him, man. He's at one and seven. He DiMaggio probably, Dunks. He is probably
1: doesn't even adjust his roster. Yeah, either. yeah.
3: We gotta have a I wanna have to have a, a phone call with him. Um Del Boca Vista, who beat me this weekend. That's just their second win, so they move up a game to eighth there. But uh but yeah, I'm I'm holding it down at the bottom here. I'm not looking forward to it. But you guys are doing great. Congrats to you and you're no soup for you, which leads me to another point. You got a guy on your team that I think I got this team. On right outside that top four, I got them just in that next tier of teams, which is I'm high on the Carolina Panthers, bro. Cam Newton. I like Cam Newton, man. I've always liked him. Yeah, man. I got him with my second pick. I've always liked him and I'm high on him this season because what I'm watching, man, this is I think he's got six games in a row throwing at least two touchdown passes. He's never done that in his career. Even which the M V P year? Damn. Never done that in his career. Even in his MVP year, he never wow. did that. Six games with multiple touchdown passes in a row, which to me shows that next he's level. Maturing. And that maturity that I got. He's this. starting to look at he's starting to look at the
1: field instead mm-hmm. of
3: th- Two weeks ago, the yeah. Philadelphia game, they were down seventeen nothing going into the fourth, and he just came in and threw three straight touchdowns, three straight Greg Olson's back. They yeah. got uh, Devin Funches. They got Funches, M- uh, McCaffrey. Has stepped up, man. McCaffrey, has stepped up. McCaffrey is just an all-around back. The guy has, like, think the most scrimmage yards or yards from scrimmage. Like, he's just ridiculously yeah. quiet. You know, he gets like he'll get you like 90 yards rushing, 80 yards receiving. Like, what more can you ask for out of a running back? You know? Yeah, and, he's and got the those, defense and he's got those cool touchdown celebration yeah. commercials. Yeah, yeah they, <laughs>
1: the, and he, the Panthers they're looking solid. They're and they they solid. still got
3: Luke Eklí, Luke, Eakley. Luke Eakley. And it's Luke crazy
1: Eakley. that they're looking solid, but they not he may not even make the playoffs.
3: Well, they're no, no. They're right now. They're, they're about sitting. Three,
1: they're either three or two in the division.
3: Let me see. Hold on, because their their record. I'll tell you right now. They're they're in second place behind the the Saints. Give yeah. me a second here. Ah, where's my my tabs are all over the place. Oh, and I have another omission to make that I I mentioned on our chat earlier. Uh huh. Um, after many years of bashing the Carolina Panthers uniforms, I've, i for a long time I hated the uniforms. I thought they were tacky. I thought they were just like, eh. Like, they weren't rocking it right. All right. I got to admit, bro. It works. They have beat me into submission. I think they look good. I, I look at the Carolina Panthers now. So you now. just changed your mind? I'm just changing my mind. So you was
1: the only person on earth that probably felt that way. You think well, so? Yes. You
3: like those uniforms? Yeah, You've always liked them? They solid. I feel Yeah. I, you know, I, I this weekend when they rocked the baby, the powder blues with the, uh-huh. the blues trim like, and socks. I like the powder blues, man. It looks so nice, man. I got to admit. Like, I... I don't know. I guess maybe I was living in denial. Maybe, maybe. I was just like, yeah, uh, uh, they're ugly, but no, they're good. Now the Panthers are five and two. They're just a game out of uh, behind the Saints. Okay. So. So
1: the Falcons are what number three in the division
3: then. Yeah, Falcons are three and four, and the Bucks are three and four. Yeah. So yeah, we're looking at uh, okay. at the cock there. Um right. But anyway, the fantasy is is looking well. The uh, the NFL is looking good. I, I'm telling you, don't sleep on those uh, those Panthers. I think they're gonna pull uh, <laughs> they're gonna pull some stuff there. So hey I
4: we should get into some college, bro.
3: I like it. I like it. Let's, uh, but before you know, why, why, why should we do the college? Why don't we bring in an expert and have the expert exactly. tell yeah, us a little bit about like college that. football let's do that. All right. Now we are, this is something we tried to do last week, but uh, yeah. the technical difficulties did not allow us to uh, pursue this. But this week we are joined once again, but for the first time <laughs> by uh, Eric Henry. Uh <laughs> Eric Henry is the beat writer for SB Nation, the underdog dynasty. Right. Is that correct?
0: You, you got it. All you right, got right. it.
3: There we go. So you cover Conference USA, and, it's put, and primarily you're doing FIU. Last week you joined us. We talked about a variety of things that we weren't able to air because we messed up, and we apologize. But you're back. You're here, and you're joining us. And it's great because we can just, you know, pick I up where like we it, it never happened. Ha- yeah, <laughs> it never happened. <laughs> back so, for the first time. Yeah, back <laughs> for the first time. So once again, follow Eric Henry at, um, on Twitter at EricCHenry__. That's Eric C. Henry underscore on Twitter. So, Eric, how are you doing today?
0: Man, I'm doing all right, fellas. You know, in the in the words of the classic Ludacris album, "Back for the first time." <laughs> wow, I'm glad you My caught name. that. I'm glad <laughs> you <laughs> caught that. <laughs> there, there we go. There we go. Yeah, so I told like you guys I little... got range, man. You know, I tried to show up a little bit of the range last last week on <laughs> yeah. the show, but uh, you know, obviously technical difficulties got in the way, but it's all good, man. So it's happy right, that you man. guys had me back on, and uh, hopefully we can. Uh, make a little podcast magic here. Yeah, there we that's go. Right. So,
3: we want to talk a little college football, like we did last week. yeah. Uh, yeah. but definitely locally down here, FIU wins again. Yep. Only team in uh, cuz your 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 squad UCF was on uh on a bye week. So, they were the only team in Florida to actually win a game this that's week. That's right. And because yep.
4: of that, they got the keys to the city.
3: Yeah. Yep. I don't know if you saw that, that's we'll we'll, we'll elaborate on that. But uh, we can talk that, and then uh, Tenard over here—he's—he's he's a hurricane, you know. He played on the on those national championship teams with those players, and he's part okay. of that golden era. And um, he's I'm, not too happy right I'm now. I'm walking around with a bag on my hair right now. Yeah, bro. man. So I thought maybe we could talk a little. We could do a little little, little Canes and FIU. I figured you're you're up to date on the Hurricanes, correct?
0: No nah, of course but i mean I saw the hurricanes you know i saw the hurricanes earlier this year we we all saw them in person oh, yeah, that's right over that's at right. hard Rock Stadium when, mm-hmm. when we thought that the hurricanes were were legit and uh yeah we can we can do a little hurricanes as well man no problem
3: yeah actually let's let's start with that you know since we've we've all seen them uh live in person this season um i'll I'll be honest i'm uh you know i'm f i u alum i'm a proud panther and i i definitely am very happy for f i u but before we even had a f- uh, football program at FIU, I was cheering for the Hurricanes as a local Miami kid. So yeah, I, you know, I grew cool. up, and uh, which which is normal. And it's it's frustrating, man. I'm hurt, dog. You know, like <laughs> I, that, was my, that was my bad head read right there, man. You know, yeah. jo- Joaquin said dominate, and, and they ain't, we ain't doing it. It's it's bad, and it's it's particularly bad on one side of the ball, which is the offense. Is just. It's ah, I, I, sorry Edwin.
1: It's both sides of the balls. It's everything to be honest with you. You think it's, so? it's, it's not just the
3: offensive side. It's the defense.
1: It's special teams. It's the coaching staff. You know, it's it's, it's you can't blame it on one side because it's a cl- it's a team collective. When you think about how the team is 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 kind of just folding mm-hmm. in the middle of the year, and the one thing that I saw Plies, the rapper, speak about saying. A lot of the Florida teams, Florida State, Florida, Miami itself, they don't have dogs. Yeah, There's no dogs on the team. It, it's, not a, it's not a leader like Ed Reed, Sean Taylor, yeah. Ray Lewis, going in there, jacking somebody up, telling somebody to shut the fuck up
2: and go out there <laughs> and do
1: it. It, it. It's a lot of prima donnas. Those and, you know, uh, Nikozi Perry is a prime example, flaunting on Instagram and all that bullshit yep. and ended up getting himself in trouble, trying to please the media or the, his, uh, his uh, peers on social media. So I can't necessarily say it is the officer side of the ball. It's the team. It's, it's the whole team. But tell me what do you think. What's your opinion about the Canes, brother?
0: Yeah, yeah. So you know what? Um, I'm glad you mentioned that because I want to kind of take a two-pronged argument to this. There is a macro-level problem and a micro-level problem with the Canes. I'm going to start with the micro-level problem, which is I agree. You know, it is not 1998, it's not 1999 anymore. They don't have the Ed Reeds, the Sean Taylors, the Reggie Waynes out there, you know, breeding that atmosphere of competitiveness and dog, and being the dog and saying, hey, we got to go out there and get after it every single day. That argument can be made, and I don't have a problem with that. Um, in addition to that, the quarterback situation wasn't as good as necessarily it made out to be mm-hmm. because we saw Nikosi Perry come in against FIU, and that was the FIU defense that was still gelling still learning how to play with each other. And I think we may have got a sense of false hope in what Nicole T. Perry may be. Mm-hmm. But to my macro level my macro level argument, i want to throw this back at you as a former player, I'm very curious um, your thought on this because I'm actually writing an article on this right now. If you go back and you look 10, 15, 20 years ago, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: UM, University of Florida, Florida State, those are your big three, and they can recruit the state of Florida like no other there was no player in the state of Florida out of high school who they couldn't get. Right. I agree. Fast forward, fast forward 20 years later, if you're a, not the five star kid, right? So the big three are always going to get the five star. They're always going to get the four star kid. They're always going to get the most talented player. Uh-huh. But when you look at the three star and two star players, those guys who might've helped those programs like a Miami go two deep and three deep at every position on the field, they're uh-huh. not getting those guys anymore because those kids are saying, Hey, why do I want to go to UM or to UF or FSU and back up and maybe start when I'm a junior or a senior when I can go to UCF, USF, FIU, FAU and play immediately? I think on the macro level, that's been the biggest issue, particularly for the Canes, because the Canes used to run what they call the state of Miami, Dade County, Broward County, Palm Beach County. They could go in and get any kid they wanted. Now, with these smaller schools, such as you know the UCF and USF, they're taking those kids and saying, hey... Why wait until you're a senior and play? You can come here right now, still get your shine, play on national TV, and make it to the league. I, I think Miami in particular has been hurt by like that a lot. Hey,
1: brother, you literally spoke about something I had a conversation with uh, in Trail Row uh, roughly about three, four months ago when I went out to the spring ball game. Uh, I agree with you 100%. You know, when you got UCF and, and University of South Florida who are— And if are you. And again, no, no, seriously, though, not even joking. FIU as
2: well—that
1: you can go on there and play immediately and get NFL scouts to look at you. That's the whole goal as as a high school player is to get to the next level, regardless of what school you go to. Now, if you got FIU that is playing good, it got nice jerseys, got a great campus atmosphere. You got University of Central Florida that got the same thing, just a little bit tier higher. And you got University of South Florida that you know that is respectable when it comes to college football ranks. So. When the three star is able to choose his options, it's like, why would I go to university of Miami? And I'm gonna wait till my junior year and I can go here and start and most likely get out probably my junior year and probably be a first round pick. They're gonna make that choice to go to that smaller school on their their parents may agree too, because the dad and the mom is gonna be involved with some of the times with the kid decision. So, brother, what you just said was perfect because I've I've said that before people thought I was just making an excuse for Miami. But when you got schools like that are in our backyard that can pick off the, the, the kids that can go to Miami and actually help us uh, win, we're getting watered-down players. And yep. it, 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 hurts the, it hurts just the whole atmosphere and the culture at the University of Miami because they keep, we keep saying the swag is back. It's not back. We're still nah, trying to find thing, it. No, no, no. It's no. probably in a lost and found, and we're literally <laughs> trying to find it.
3: It's on a VHS cassette somewhere from 2002.
0: <laughs> but what you
1: said was perfect, brother. I agree with you a hundred percent.
0: There we go. I'll
3: tell you, I, I I I I agree. Your points are solid. I'm still gonna blame the offense, though. I'm <laughs> I'm sticking to my guns. They uh, you you, yeah. you they gave up. What was it? Um. Oh God, it was. They've they've they haven't even given up more than twenty points to, in these two losses, right? How about defense? Yeah, the defense has been yeah. playing great. The offense, I'm going to give to The offense you. is just yeah, not. Picks. Malik Rozier yeah. sucks. The play calling <laughs> sucks. Nicosi yeah, Berry yeah. sucks because he can't beat Malik Rozier to get back in the game. So it's it's. Now you made a comment. You said the play calling sucks yeah. too. Yeah, no, so, it's, it's yeah. a lot. It's yeah. a lot. Mark Rick yeah. is, is is getting to Al Golden status with me a little bit. You know, nah, like, come on, jump, man. Don't jump on that. All ass, right. I'm, I'm also very. Let's slow down on that part. Yeah,
4: man, slow your roll. I mean, I I kind of agree with Edwin. You know, if the office can't stay on the field, the defense is going to stay on the field, and they're going to get exposed eventually. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. A great offensive coordinator for the opposite team, if, you're, if your office is always on the field, you will find holes in the defense. Yeah. And our secondary is not that strong. So when you have certain, you know, your key players hurt, you know, right now in the middle of the season, uh, and you got enough film on our team to show our weaknesses – you know a team like Boston College, who is really good this year. They're not. They're, they, the pushover. Yeah, they they want to push over. Yeah, they was have, able to put up
4: numbers. Against they have a bunch us. of seniors on that squad. Yeah,
1: they they have they have a really good team, and I, they can probably contend to to put. Them, I think they can. They have a chance to go to the ACC championship that they won out, if not if not mistaken.
3: Yeah. I mean look, yeah. look look in what I was getting. you. Yeah, they lost at Virginia sixteen to thirteen. We scored thirteen points, man. That's garbage for yep. a team. I mean sixteen. That we gave up. That's you want that. If you say, "Hey, we're gonna go to Virginia. We're only gonna give up sixteen. All right, we're we're good. Yeah. That's good. We're gonna go over there. Gonna handle business. We're gonna score some <laughs> points, and we got plenty of talent." And then uh, this past one against BC, it was twenty seven fourteen, but that got out of hand at the end with the late score yeah. because we were just again in a pit because we only scored desperate. fourteen points. Yeah,
1: we're trying to get in the board. Yeah.
3: So I mean, it's 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 frustrating. Now, um, this week they're uh, what is it on? S- what it was they're playing on Saturday? 7 p.m. versus Duke. Yeah. I don't know. And I'm looking at the rest of the schedule right now. The Duke game at home. Wow, my voice just cracked. I sounded horrible there. You guys got yeah, that? Yeah, I got All that. Right. Laugh at me later. All right. Um, <laughs> then we got at Georgia Tech, at Virginia Tech, and then back home at Pitt. We it's, had that conversation yeah, three good. weeks ago. I, I, and I, and I, I hate it. to say it, bro. They can go They 0-4. Yeah. It's scary, man. I, I, man. I the Duke one seems kind of like, all right, maybe we can rebound against Duke because we play. We're also a different we b- team. We barely beat them last year. Yeah, but we're also a different team, and the Canes at home. It's the road woes that always uh, trip us out. What do you think, Eric? You think? Uh, you, what do you see in these four games here, though? That I that I mentioned are Duke at Georgia Tech, at Virginia Tech, and home against Pitts to close out the season.
0: If you're a Hurricane fan, you have to be a little nervous because, you know, like you said, I honestly think they could go 0-4, but there's a real possibility they could go 2-2. and uh, You look at VT, which is always a tough game. It's always a rivalry game. Mm-hmm. And Pitt is, is, is no slouches here. Pitt is a very good football team. Um, and the thing about also the Georgia Tech game as well is, you know, when you play that funky kind of Georgia Tech offense, that flex bone, this wrong, whatever, that yeah. you see only two teams in college football Shh. running a year, it's, it's hard to prepare for that. Yeah. yeah, because no one else is running that. You know, so that's always a dangerous game. Um, if I b- will give you an on-the-spot prediction right here, um, I would have to say that Miami, and maybe I'm biased because of what I saw, but I think they're going to go 3-1. The game that I think they'll lose for sure is, is Virginia Tech, but I think they'll be able to pull out the rest. And
1: I, I I respect your opinion about that, brother. And I, I I'm gonna go the opposite around. I, I can see them going one and three, and just because of just okay. the energy around the organization or the college uh, around the team, you know what tangible reward can they have this year? They can't go to a BCS championship. They can probably go to a bowl game. Not go, they're not going to the ACC championship. So what does Rock, um, Mark Rick go in there and tell these kids uh, to keep them motivated and, and inspired to go out there and compete every single week? Because if they, God forbid, if they lose the Duke, if they lose yeah, the Duke, oh, again, that, man, that's going to be a downward sparrow for the whole, just just the whole energy of that whole team. And Mark Rick is literally going to have a, a a press meeting with the whole coaching staff and start pointing fingers. You know what I'm saying? Because eventually he's not hes not going to be the blame. It's going to be the defensive coordinator. Yeah. It's going to be the offensive coordinator. It's going to be the receiving coach. It's going to be somebody that – He is the offensive
4: coordinator. Man. Yeah. <laughs> so but, he yeah, should point he, the he, finger he, at that he, guy. But he's going to point the <laughs> finger
1: at somebody else because he's going to say, hey, you should have took this job from me when you realized I wasn't doing it right. Yeah. So right. – but it's – I can see them going one and three. And, again, I love my Kings. I'm a daughter. I bleed orange and green. I'm just yeah. looking at the realistic That's expectations weird. of this year. <laughs> Uh, and we, they look it. good in spring. I agree 100%. But now that we're putting the real pads on and we're out there playing in our conference, we're starting to show our true colors, and we're, we're not really bleeding orange and green. We're bleeding, you know, Red. marshmallows. Marshmallows. <laughs> man, that's worse.
3: <laughs> no, okay, so looking, and, and here's this one thing. Kane's kind of were sitting in a control-your-own-destiny kind of position right they now were. because in the Coastal Division, Virginia is ahead of them. They're leading the division at 4-1 and one in conference mm-hmm. play. Uh-huh. So okay. you got to hope for, for Virginia to slip up, you know, and drop down to two losses in conference, the same that the Hurricanes have. Uh-huh. But the other two teams in between them and Virginia, it's Virginia Tech and Pittsburgh. So if you go into this, you win those games, you win the Duke game, You'll have the conference wins and then you'll have beaten the teams ahead of you. You just kinda have to hope that somebody Virginia will lose Virginia will slip up and then maybe, you know, you can get your ass kicked by Clemson. So that's what, he's t- so, that's <laughs> what he's t- so
1: that's what he's t- so that's what Mark Rick is telling the team then. Yeah,
3: you know, we some need motivation. somebody
1: else's help to go mm-hmm. out there and win. So all we can control is our play. We win out yeah. and then hope that those teams that we can help us sneak into the back door of the ACC championship that we
4: may get embarrassed in. Even if, even if the Canes win out and they don't make it to the ACC championship, the teams that they're beating are good teams and they're going to get invited to a good bowl game, which will get national exposure and all that stuff. So the players themselves still have something to play for as far as, you know, uh, uh, boosting up their NFL stock and shit like that. So
3: yeah, I don't know, Eric. I think they're going to end up at the Chart-Terry-Tart Bowl, Cherry-Bundy-Tart Bowl, whatever it was. What do you, what do you think?
0: Man, you know, listen, here's the thing. And this is, you know, we speak to this as, as a former player and, and anyone's been around the program is this, the hurricanes have an expectation of greatness. Just making it to the champ sports citrus bowl in Orlando is not an expectation. Man. It shouldn't be a goal. Nope. And that sh- that shouldn't be something that we look for that, that excuse me, I don't speak as we have a former player. A, <laughs> they should look forward to. So, you know, that's, that's what it is. I don't care what bowl they make it to at this point. That's beneath
3: the expectation of Exactly at yeah. Miami. Exactly. Now, speaking of bowls, last year, FIU ended up playing at the Gasparilla Mower, Bad Boy Mowers Bowl. And these <laughs> names are <laughs> ridiculous. Um, but, uh, but since the last time we talked, the FIU Panthers have won again and are now bowl eligible yep. for the second year in a row and the second year under Butch Davis. He's figuring it out. Figure it out. No, I, what was your big takeaway from uh, from the game at Western Kentucky? I know Western Kentucky, not you know, they're not all not uh, great. Yeah, they're not great. <laughs> we're, we'll put it. They're a that. respectable team, though. But right? yeah, it's, push it's over. a conference game, and FIU still not like you know, it's not like they have a pedigree of being you know great. Like we're 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 working our way towards that way greatness up, yeah. and that and that w- and playing at a better level. Uh, but what was your takeaway from the uh, Western Kentucky game?
0: I got one major takeaway, guys, is this. FIU has consistently talked about the players, the coaches, everyone around the program has consistently talked about we want to change the culture. We want to change the environment around the program. When you win at Western Kentucky, I know on paper you say, hey, we're facing a one in sixteen. Of course, we should go in there and win. Yep. But the old FIU would have gone up to Bowling Green and stumbled and would have exactly. won by a field goal and exactly. we lost that game, right? Yep. This FIU team, these players are out to prove that the old FIU is done and gone, it's dead and buried, and this is a new era. So my big takeaway is, they went in there and did what they were supposed to do, from start to finish, I don't know if you guys saw the entire game, You know, I watched the entire game, Western Kentucky was never really in it. Nope. it that, that game never seemed like Western Kentucky was on the verge of winning. FIU went in there and did what they were supposed to do. So if you're an FIU alum, part of the program, you have to be pleased with what you're seeing heading into this week's uh, Sugar Bowl.
1: And watch this now. It's so easy to say this. <laughs> Butch Davis is bringing that same energy, same atmosphere that he left Miami with and inserted it into the FIU. He's brought everybody he's known from the University of Miami, he worked with a coach, into FIU and bringing that culture to FIU. So they even got the strength coach there, Andrew Swayze, that Butch Davis had under his wing, bringing that same energy that I don't give a damn if you're, if you're hurt. If, is your leg off? No, go ahead and finish the play. <laughs> so that's why FIU is having that turnaround. The coaching staff, that is one key element that they don't get credit about. They always try to blame it on the kids. Butch Davis is the main reason and his coaching staff that FIU is turning around and it's going to be a respectable college football team in the state of Florida.
0: And can I piggyback off that real quick? Let's make one really quick point about that. He talks about bringing that culture from the University of Miami. When you look at that quarterback position, that was open up until about week three, James Morgan came and took that job. With the running backs, who was the guy last week? Devontae Price. Yep. He's third on the death chart, or actually fourth behind Anthony Jones. But that just goes to show you the breeding that culture of your spot is not safe from season to season, week to week, you gotta go out there and earn it every single practice. Look at Stanley Thomas Oliver. He was the guy who made the transition from wide receiver to D B and now he's the number one cornerback on that team. You That's, know, we were talking yeah. about Sterling Palmer earlier this year as a natural tight end. Yep. He's still an emerging player as a young kid, but Ivan Thomas has been the guy I've had in the past the past few games. That goes to show you he's bringing that culture of you gotta go and earn your spot every single day in order to get PT uh, on game days. So and I Ken, I couldn't agree more.
1: And Kenny Kelly, who he's my roommate. Uh, he's back down here in miami. he's he's uh, he's a coach over there. He, I can't really call him a coach, but he's part of the quality control yeah. uh, unit over there with FIU, but he's helping the runner backs. and you know he he's he's seeing the culture change there. We had the conversation a couple of nights ago about how he's seeing the shift of the guys figuring it out like, oh shit, like this works. Mm-hmm. like you, you see the there you literally see it in their eyes like, oh man, like w- if we believe in his system, we can actually go out there and compete. If we believe in a system, we can actually be drafted from this university. So it's it's. I'm glad that the turnaround has happened somewhere in Miami-Dade County. You know what I'm saying? And, and and just because Bush Davis is an alum by default because he coached our school, uh, I'm happy that he's showing that the University of Miami should have brought him back.
3: Well, you know what? I'm going to add something here. This is my uh, – Astute observation here. All right. Which is when Mark Richt walk. I don't know if Mark Richt is, is wearing his two national championship rings from when he was, like, an assistant coach or offensive coordinator at FSU in the 90s. I don't know if you show that off. But when uh-huh. Butch Davis walks in with, like, Super Bowl rings like Tenard has, mm-hmm. we've seen it. It's impressive. Yeah. Um, oh and uh, when you walk in with, a you know, th- with that kind of silverware, I think it carries a little more weight. I don't know. Maybe maybe that has something to do with it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Nah, it's it's when you like college, being a college coach, bro, yeah. is it, it, you got to be at the right place, at the right time. Sometimes, oh, absolutely. And you know, Bush Davis went over there and just gutted it mm-hmm. and made it the way he know was a winning program. So it's it's not a surprise. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, to be honest with you, FIU plays Miami right now. I think FIU can actually be.
3: Yeah, I was going to mention that. I was going to say, Eric, what do you think? If we do a rematch, as is right now, this Saturday, if it was UM versus FIU at Hard Rock or, let, you know what? Let's move the venue. Let's play at the cage. Let's play at the Ricky over here. Let's try to fill up the cage and we get like, you know, a thousand people to show up to the game. <laughs> um, who do you think's got that one?
0: You know, it's funny you mentioned that because I actually was having that same thought earlier today. Because I was going back to the Indiana game, and I think if you play that game over right now, FIU wins. Oh yeah, oh, for if sure. If they're gonna yeah. take, if, yeah, if they're gonna take on Miami, you know what? Here's the main thing: if they're gonna get, if Miami was gonna get the same play out of Gerald Willis III that they got um, earlier this year, I don't think FIU necessarily has someone who can stop them in terms of uh, up front on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. With that being said um maybe the game's a little bit closer you know it, it might not be a 14 point score I still think UM wins because UM just has a little more depth than FIU but I'll tell you this much it wouldn't be 31 zero uh going to the third quarter and it's funny you mentioned uh, uh Kenny Kelly as well so I actually talked a little bit on Twitter um before the radio broadcast because he's doing the radio uh broadcast as well for the, for yeah, he the told uh, me that. FIU uh-huh. game. yeah 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 you know the former Crusader both went to the same high school here in Tampa so I talked him a little bit um before the game and he mentioned some of the same things you're talking about which is just bringing that culture, bringing that environment, seeing that competitiveness—that's something that those kids, those FIU kids, they're not scared. They're, they're not, not scared. They might not win, but but, but they're not scared to play. Anybody.
1: That's what, and that's and that's what I'm saying. You know, is when when you think about the dogs that I was I mentioned the other a couple of minutes ago, FIU has that. You know, at University of Miami, when I go on there, everybody's a prima donna. Everybody wants to be. You know, they think they're Ed Reed already. They think they're Ray Lewis already. They didn't pay their ties. they didn't do anything to earn that kind of stripe and you know Mike Rump is over there and he's trying to insert that you know I had a conversation with him because I get treatment over there with my shoulder and he said a lot of these kids think they're already good when they're not good and I'm trying to help them understand like look we earned the right to say we were to you you guys are coming in off just the residue y'all gotta make the product all over again so it's 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 scary that we're at this moment at University of Miami because he can go both ways. We can go four and zero, and we can it, we can talk about oh, it's going to be next year, or we can go one to three or zero and four, and be like, yo, what the hell just happened?
3: Yeah, it's 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 a scary little spot, but I think the Canes will rebound. Hopefully, I I, I still have faith in Mark Richt. I think he's you know I, I take back my Al Golden comparison earlier. <laughs> I'll, Thank uh, you. I'll own that up. That was a disrespect. But yeah, it's <laughs> a disrespect. But let's respect the team that did win this weekend. FIU big game it's, it's the Shula Bowl right. uh the home teams have traded off victories the last 2 years in this uh, rivalry and uh FIU's at home at the cage hopefully people will show up i'm still disappointed at the uh the fan base down here not getting behind you know mm-hmm. these uh the no longer golden panthers just the panthers yeah and um i'm hoping to see a good crowd and is coming in this season they're man they're struggling they lost their quarterback they still I'm looking at the score for uh, these games for FAU. Yeah, and they're getting beat pretty handily. But then I look, and Motor Singletary has like 150 yards and two touchdowns, uh, yeah. rushing. But then they're still losing. Like I don't <laughs> understand how that works. <laughs> but um, but still, it, it again, this is this is a test for FIU this week where you'll see if this is the old FIU or if this is the new and evolving FIU. Yeah, you hopefully know?
4: they don't they don't look at FAU's record uh, as of late and think that they're just gonna run a over, yeah, exactly. which I don't think they will.
3: I don't think they will, and I I think on paper right now and the, the way they've been performing, I think FIU is you know should be the favorite, mm-hmm. should win this game, but this is a test. This is a big test. These are the two. I mean, it's Conference USA. You don't really get too much glam in Conference <laughs> USA, but yeah. you got Butch Davis and Lane Kiffin, you yeah. know, going head to head opposite sidelines here. So. Um, I I think it'll be a it might be a little closer, but I'd like to you know what I'd like to see if I you just slap them. Just, oh, me too. Molly just off. spank it around a little bit. Yeah. Maybe like a forty-two to fourteen. I'd like that. That'd be nice. I would like that. I don't know if that's reasonable. What do you think, Eric? Is that going to be a reasonable score there? Am I a little too up on the over there, or should I bring it back down?
0: I think you're a little too up, and I'm going to give you a couple reasons why. And I'm going to try to sum this up pretty quickly. Um. You know, as you guys know I covered a conference USA, so I watch watched the entire league. That's uh, FAU, despite the fact that, you know, they've been disappointing all year, um, they are really in ball games. And if you watch the game last week, they lost the game quite frankly on two of the dumbest penalties you'll ever see on a football field. One of them being they had a uniform violation penalty.
2: What, what is a uniform <laughs> violation
0: penalty? What is a uniform violation penalty, you ask? They had on a punt return when they stopped when they stopped um and, uh, and forced a punt a three and out uh, they had two number fives on the field.
2: Oh, oh man. man. <laughs> they actually
1: happened for the first time. I'm here. Mean, guys. crazy, bro.
0: Wow. So so that's, that's your first dumb penalty. The second dumb penalty that uh, allowed Louisiana Tech, I think I was blanking on a minute, on who they played, Louisiana Tech, is they, you know, there's under three minutes left in the game. They force a punt. They're down eight. The quarterback play has been rough all night. But you know what? We're forcing a punt. We're going to get the ball back in order to get a chance to, to maybe drive down the field and tie the ball game up. What happens if this you cannot do this anymore in college football or even the pros for that matter is outlawed now. And I know coaches coach this uh, week in and week out because I've been to practices and seen where they coach it. You cannot hop over the pump protection anymore. That is a reason. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. Uh, an FAU player did that. That's a 15 yard penalty, first down, game over. So don't take S A U lightly. And my third reason is this We talked about Devin Singletary. He also has a backup in Terrace White Jr., who mm-hmm. he's run for almost 500 yards this year. He's consistently putting up 60 and 70 yards on the ground. Butch Davis has said this in post games, and you guys have been there and heard him say this: the run defense is improving, but it's still not necessarily where he'd like it to be. And of course, the strength of this FAU team is running the football. So if Chris Robinson or DeAndre Johnson or Raffi P V or whoever is lining up behind quarterback for FAU to just protect the football and don't turn it over, we could be looking at a tight ball game going to the fourth quarter.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I like all that right, analysis. Right.
3: Yeah. Well, Eric, before we let you go, let me give us. Uh, last week you gave us the top five reasons why Tampa. What was it? Was better? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I didn't. I, I didn't
0: say better. I said on par. I on, said par. on par. Okay. I all right. All right.
3: Now, I did, did is there has there been an amendment made to this because we were very upset with your number one reason last week and for yeah, obviously I'm talking like if anyone heard it because we didn't you know couldn't hear yeah, yeah. this episode but you said croquetas. That was where where we where we well, very let, much disagreed. Let them tell us the list again. Okay, all right. Give us the list. Give us the list here. Or do okay, you have it? I don't know. I'm, going, I'm trying to pull it off. Of a, you
0: know, we're we're gonna we're just gonna have to run it back off of memory here. In okay, no give it to us order. The the list was one traffic. I yep. told you guys about that damn turnpike. Can y'all please finish up in South Florida because y'all had me <laughs> late to the damn FIU Stadium. <laughs> I'm just the exit. All right. Yep. Um number two, we went over uh we talked about um the uh the croquettes. We this is in particular order. We'll get to the croquetas because I said I'm gonna bring you guys some from, from the best place ever in Tampa.
3: I'm looking forward to Saturday. Number three, yep.
0: <laughs> n- n- number th- number three I said was were the beaches. The beaches are just on par. Remember I said the beaches. Do not read any more or less into what I said. <laughs> the beaches. Nothing <Number laughs> more, nothing less. <or> less. <laughs> the sand and All the right? water and that's it. <laughs>
1: Okay.
0: I like Tampa. Yeah, number four. Go ahead, I'm listening. Yeah, listen, man. No, no, no. Tampa, I mean it's a beautiful city, man. I mean, you know, number four for me was the Cuban sandwich. All the you know, the Cubans in Miami, the the they have this this territorial thing to the fact that you can't have salami on a Cuban yeah. sandwich. I'm just telling you right now. I'm telling you right now as someone who, you know, I, I <laughs> just to keep it all the way real here on the Lemon City Live podcast, you know, I necessarily grow up with the most financial means. I don't give a damn if the sandwich has salami or not. It was food, and it was cheap, and it was going in my stomach. So the salami (laughs) with the Cuban sandwich is just as good as as any other sandwich. All right. I feel you on that. I
3: feel you on that. (laughs) Well, let me, let me, let me. uh, Before you get to number one here, actually, I've been researching this uh, salami situation, and I wasn't aware that Tampa made it with salami, and I'm kind of conflicted because I love salami. I mean, it's, it's, it's. I kind of want to have it, and you can't get it down here because apparently it's sacrilegious to. To put it there. So I'm gonna agree with you on this. I think it sounds better with it. Why not make it better, right? Yeah. So okay, give us number one.
0: There you go. And my number one reason was by far the traffic. I can be anywhere in Hillsborough County in twenty to twenty five minutes. I can't get, <laughs> you know, three feet in Dade County in, in twenty minutes. <laughs> so those are my top five reasons. Okay.
4: All right. You know, there's one thing that you didn't mention that I fit that I would give Tampa credit for is that they got they got some nice cigar uh, shops over there with some good selections, man. I'm, I'm a cigar hey, guy.
0: you know what? Yeah, I mean, if you're a cigar guy, then you'll like that as well. Personally, you know, I've I've, had a, a, I've indulged in a cigar once or twice, but I'm not a huge fan. But if you are a cigar person, then you, you, would, you would like it as well.
3: That's what's up. I'm a very lousy cigar. I smoked a uh, – I brought back a Cuban, an actual real Cuban from Cuba. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I brought one back. I, 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 I didn't know how to smoke. I started smoking it, and, like, all of a sudden I got super sick and, like, nauseated. And I was like, ah, just horrible experience. So, yeah, yeah. I'm not that guy. But Eric, I want to thank you once again for joining us. This time, it's—I it, it, promise you—we'll get it on the air. We'll—we'll yep. we'll make it happen because we can't recreate the magic that we've been doing for two weeks in a row again. But <laughs> I'm looking forward to continuing to build on that magic every week. But um, but thanks again for uh, for joining us once again, Eric. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Eric C Henry underscore. That's Eric C Henry underscore. And uh, great job. We look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Okay, bud.
0: Hey, thank you, guys. I appreciate you guys for having me on and check out my work at underdogdynasty.com and at Eric C. Henry on the phone on Twitter. Appreciate you all. There you go, man. Thank there you, you go, so much, man. man. Have a good night. Have a good night,
3: brother. Hey, you. The Shula Bowl 2019 edition, 2018 edition and uh, fill up the cage. Show some support. The, the, FIU got the key to the city today, their football program. A lot of cool stuff going on. Fill up the seats. Go out there. Have a good time. Support the team and, you know, get the beat up on, uh, on the they rivals, should, man. They should give away a You like that? Yeah. yeah. They should give away a hot dog and a soda for the first 300 people. <laughs> legit, no lie. Dude, at FIU games, they have given away iPads to certain students if yeah. you go to games. like I think fool to get them there. H- a free hot dog and a drink for yeah, the first yeah. 300 people. That's what's up, man. Yeah, I, That's a good idea. Maybe that's what we'll bring up at the next press conference. Yeah, I, but, want, uh, I want a hot dog. Yeah, for sure. Um use but a drink, but, too. <laughs> <laughs> but, let's, uh, but anyway, thanks again to Eric. Thanks again to Jessica for joining us earlier. Yep. Thank you, Gus. Thank you for, uh, for for not missing uh, another episode because if you miss one we can't do one. Uh, yeah. TD, always glad to have you back, my friend. Thank you. Best of luck this week in Highlight. Yes, sir. kill it and, and speaking of highlight, be sure to catch all the highlight action at Magic City Casino where uh, the fastest game in the world has come to Magic City. Let's do it one more time how to showcase the showcase <laughs> They're showcasing the best features of sport combined with the state of the art court and the talents of our very own homegrown athletes. Magic, si- oh, wait, sorry. I experienced it like never before. <laughs> My computer's all crapped out. You got hit by a pelota. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> and I got hit by a Robota right there in the face. But uh, every Wednesday and through Sunday at 3 p.m. and 7 p.m., admission is free. All ages are welcome. But you must be 18 and older to wager. Um, there you go. Enjoy Halloween responsibly, guys. Don't do nothing stupid. Have some fun. Dress yeah, up. Man. Spook it up. Get spooky. We got some, some Halloween music or something, right? <laughs> yeah. So, But anyway, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, guys. And uh, Gus, when you're ready, hit the horn. Send us home. (laughs) Live every Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Records played on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Lemon City. La 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 la, la, la.